This podcast will absolutely contain explicit language, so suck it up, Buttercup, and get ready for the Tuesday Aftermath. Well, it's October, leaves are changing, and it's Tuesday. And what do we do on Tuesdays? We rake up the aftermath. Let's talk aftermath. Hey, bud, how was your weekend? Oh, man, it was good. It was like uh, one of those times when your friends, like Skip and Tammy, invite you over for dinner, and you're like, eh, I really don't want to go, but they're all right people, so whatever. And then Tammy breaks out the bourbon, and Skip makes like the best barbecue ribs you've had in a few years, and you're like, wow, you know, that was way better than I expected. And then on the way out the door, Tammy gives you a little uh, butt squeeze. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Wow. Yeah, that was. Quite a weekend. Yeah, I did not see this coming, man. All right, it's time for the All-22 College Edition. Uh, let's get into it, Max. Yeah, let's skip and Tammy the hell out of this <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm kind of weird, weary of that topic. Crazy uh, enough, Skip's got an awesome big screen. That's neither here nor there. All right. So Wednesday, we told you Troy and South Alabama play. What do you think of that game, bud? Um, they played. They played. They played. They played. They played. They played. Yeah, they played. That, that was a game. Like if, if you were completely bored and you were sitting home by yourself, you're like somehow you got into that game. There's nothing wrong with it being on. Let's put it that way. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it being on. Now Thursday, my raging Cajuns played versus <laughs> Arkansas State and they they won 37-20. They didn't come out with the helmets. Like I'm not, I'm not. I, I was looking for the, I was looking for the unis. They didn't. Uh, I'm a uniform guy. The raging Cajun looks like. Um, are they playing football or my buying hot wings from them? But I still, I, hey, they won. This day and age, something about raging Cajun just sounds insulting. Like, oh, can I say that? I know. <laughs> That's funny. Am I allowed to say that? I, I, so, I, just, I just stay away from it. I hope they they never change that. <laughs> also on uh, Thursday night was UCLA Stanford, which. I thought it would be uh, a better game, a closer game. I think they thought it would be too. Stanford, ever since they went away from that power run game they used to play, they tried to go spread. Well, ever since they went away from Andrew Luck, it's not been as easy either. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, that offense, you need you need it. That's funny because ever since Colts went away from Andrew Luck, it's gotten a lot easier. Right. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about that later. So we'll get to later. that. Uh, Friday night was Marshalls versus Florida Atlantic. Uh, Marshall pulled out the win. By five points, but I got to tell you, I was watching high school ball. I hope you guys. Yes, were too. I'm, I'm glad you were. That was, that was a tough night for tough uh, night. us dogs, but all credit to John Glenn. They, they that's two in a row against Tri Valley. Good for them. I mean, it took a last minute field goal to yeah. pull out the win. Yeah. So um, it was a great game. It's one of those. It's a great game if you don't care. Like to oh, me, yeah. to me, it's not a great game. But I get it that it was a that it was a good game. Yeah. That was a win win if you weren't in that league. If you weren't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also on Friday night was Pitt versus Syracuse. Pitt p- pulls out the win, twenty-seven twenty. I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't tell you much about that game. Well, it's ACC. The ACC is it's not good. And then you know, it, it it just I I flip back and forth to that game, waiting for the Ohio State game, and I'm like, oh, they're playing. It's something about when they play in a carrier dome. It's like 
I don't know what it is about that atmosphere. It looks like they have less players on the field. There's yeah. just something weird about it. Well, it's like Syracuse. Is it like the Rutgers is ACC? Oh, I man. mean, to lose the pit. You know what I mean? I, I think the whole ACC is the Rutgers. Well, no, because we had North Carolina play Clemson tight. Then we had South Carolina beat Georgia. South Carolina's SEC. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a huge difference. For some reason. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, yeah that's a he makes a lot more sense no, now. Right. You've been pending your ACC host on South Carolina. Well, I've been right. Which, I just, hey, to be I fair, guess why have the conferences the way I want them to be. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Max is, did his own realignment. To be fair, uh, yeah, I just right. South Carolina would be the second best team in the ACC. You're Good, not wrong. God forbid. Yeah. Okay, get on with it. Let's let's. let's oh, you're just dying for me to get to this. Uh, also, what happened on Friday night? Was, it it kind of wasn't also what happened. Ohio State played Northwestern, which wasn't worth watching. So let's – yeah, but let, let's put it this way. I had to listen to two hours of empty suits tell me how Northwestern could win the game, maybe win the game. But we talked about this with Booger. Like I, they have I, to sell a program. I understand. I understand. But when they're selling uh, against my program, I'm just going to say, Ohio State went in. Uh, Northwestern never had a chance to upset that game. Athlete to athlete, they were dwarfed. Like yeah. literally, it wasn't it wasn't competitive. So, but that's fine. Northwestern doesn't care. I don't care. Whatever. I think I think Pat Fitzgerald gets a little too much credit. But well, we'll talk about this more later. But but, but when I was, uh, as a high state note, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Fields, and it's not his fault. It's been so easy this year. The offensive line's done so great. Fields is going to have to speed up. Or there's going to be trouble. He's not going to have five seconds against Wisconsin, especially not against Penn, Penn State, State and Michigan. And and I, I think he can learn that. I'm not saying he can't, but I'm saying it, that you know everybody gets on me for picking apart these games. I'm but he, so here's a note I wrote. I'm not going to apologize for criticizing these blowouts because I don't I don't come into these seasons oh, yeah. trying to win. I'm not Oklahoma State. That's a, I'm not Iowa State. I don't come into these seasons trying to win most of the games or 10 of my games. I come in to win a national championship. And so it's the little things that are going to get you there. And so yeah, look at, if look I have at, to pick apart a 49-point victory, that's what I'm going to do. Nick Saban will rip one of his players and up 35 points. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. The, that if, if you want to get to the top – I come in room for the top of the top. I'm not about – Yeah. Yeah. You, you get it. You, you, you can't you, – you continually play down, and then finally you get yes. someone equal ability. You're like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. Exactly. It's, it's, you got to play to your own standards. That's what I'm worried about. I, I thought about it. It's like, you know, when you're learning to drive, and you're like, oh, this is cool, whatever. And then finally, like, whoever's teaching you is like, okay, it's time. Uh, get on this on-ramp on the I-70. And then when you get on, you're like, holy shit, everything. <laughs> I feel like I'm in hyperspeed. That's yeah. what I'm worried about. So, you, But I do like how they – I don't think Ohio State's – I think they have played that way. That's why at the end of the game, they're still running an offense. They're oh, still yeah. blocking hard. So, I, I don't think that – I'm not saying they're doing They ain't high school ball anymore. Right. But that is, the, that is the worry. There was a there was a statement. I, I read a book by Lou Holtz, and he was good friends with Bobby Bowden. And Bobby Bowden, when, he, when Lou Holtz first started coaching, Bobby Bowden beat him, like, by 35 points. And when they met at the end of the game, Lou was like, Bobby, why'd you do that? He goes – it's my job to score score points. It's your job. Exactly. To stop. That's exactly right. But go back, Lou Holtz. Uh, 
Lou Holtz faced him again when he, I think he was at Notre Dame and destroyed Bobby oh, yeah. Bowden and yeah. never let off the brakes then. Yeah, either. yeah. But they were still always remained friends. Yeah, there's an offensive and defense. But this line. is not high school ball. Either. Exactly. Once yeah. you once you get to this level. So, yeah. anyway, that's my notes. I'm just saying they look great. I, I, the running backs look – everything's cool. Probably the, the biggest takeaway – you know what? I'll, I'll save it for when we get towards the end here. I'll save it when we get towards the end, kind of button things up. Well, I'm so. t- okay, Auburn destroyed Arkansas. Yeah. No big deal. Auburn lost earlier in the season. I thought they'd be better. They're really not in the talk in the SEC, but if they were in the Pac-12 or they're in the ACC. Oh, I mean, they're they're in it. They're undefeated and they're in it. Oregon versus Right now we're talking – yeah, right now we're talking – exactly. Right now we're talking about, you know, and actually they, you know, beat Oregon. So, and yeah, right now if they're in the ACC, we're talking about them and Clemson. If they're in the Pac-12, we're talking about, ah, Auburn's in good shape. You know, they're undefeated. So, that's a real thing. Uh, Clemson ended up blowing out uh, Louisville, but – they 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 start they, off slow and bad. Well, here's the thing Trevor, for, the, for their standard. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is looking a little sloppy. Yeah, and I, I've I've kind of been beating this drum all year. That's fine if they're undefeated, but two things we just talked about this. They might hit the playoffs and and feel like they're in light speed and they they can't catch up, or I, they I think they're burning up their you know. Uh, benefit of the doubt. And so when the voters come out, if they slip up, I really think that they're screwed. I think they yeah. I think I think they're burning up their benefit of the doubt. How does how much does now the committee do they take your body of work for the f- first eight weeks? Is it eight week eight they come out? Uh eight or nine, eight yeah. Or nine. Well, it depends on team. But they take the body of work, right? They, they I mean they should they don't really tell you what to take. I mean they it's kind of just Yeah. I mean because if you, you take body of work Clemson just happens to be undefeated. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we've we've talked about I mean, it all they year. Up, they end up blowing people out. They had one close game with uh, North Carolina, but you you definitely rank Alabama and LSU ahead of them. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, I would rank LSU. LSU is number one team in the country. That's the way I feel. Yeah, they are. They've they've got the record and they've got the the big prime time they wins. They should absolutely be the number one team in the country yeah. at, to right now. I'm not. I I don't. It doesn't matter if they are or aren't. But yeah. they have. They've done. They've got both. They've got. What they've done on the field and the record, yeah. who they've beat. So, and then my ACC South Carolina lost to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> also at noon that day. Good game though. It was a yeah. real good game. Uh, Florida looked worse than I thought. I predicted. I predicted a smash. I was totally off. So, uh, Trash looked. Well, all I don't right. think it South Carolina's that bad. The whole East Coast was a mud fest this week though. Too that that was <laughs> a factor in these games. I'm not. So? Well, I'm just saying that it, both teams are playing. It tightens games. up the game though. Yeah, it does. I'm saying it tightens these games up. Well, one thing we we never talked about, we did talk about Trask a lot last week. But we yeah. were, that guy's two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, six foot what three? Probably. Yeah. I was like we watched him take on linebackers and like seal off blocks. Yeah, yeah right. Into rounds. I love the guy. He's he's, I, he's limited, but I love him. So when we get to the pro talk, like that guy's going to be in the NFL in just a few years, and we talk about what happened to Sam Donald last night. Like Sam Donald's career's over. We, it, it just, it just, yeah. When we'll we wait. get there, when we get there, oh, we may, we well, I don't get, know. These NFL teams, like you said, you said this earlier in the season. You're right. Like, why wait? Get the next guy now. We tried this guy. Uh, done. That's my belief. And I keep saying dime a dozen. That's yeah. my belief. So, uh, so the the big, you know, the big upset of the day, upset of the year so far. Illinois beats Wisconsin. 
So yeah. here's my takeaway. And I didn't even write that down. Here's, I was so off on that. Here's my takeaway. Here, well, everybody was. It was yeah. They were a 30-point favorite in Vegas. Yeah. Like, I, we don't talk about the spread a lot, but somebody thought they were going to win. So my biggest takeaway was Wisconsin prides themselves on – we talked about this. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do. Can you stop me? Yeah. Well, Wisconsin sometimes falls into that, and I called it predictable is predictable. So, yeah, they did know what you were going to do, and they did stop it. You made no adjustments. Your quarterback struggled against a an, a team that plays well but with average talent when you're supposed to be this good. And so I think that there's two teams in the Big Ten. We'll talk about their arrogance this week that I think got them. But the play of the game, I, I you know, we, we this is what we look for. This, this is what the aftermath is about, the play of the game. Tony Adams, the safety – for Illinois, there's 2:34 left in the game. This kid is, you know, he's 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 lined up. They're in the nickel. He never took his eyes off the quarterback, but the quarterback never took his eyes off the receiver. So Adams is covering the wide receiver, but at the, as, as he's backpedaling out of his route, uh, he sees the Wisconsin quarterback staring down the receiver behind him. So at the last second, when he realizes the quarterback's going to, he comes off his guy. Backpedals makes a great athlete. Must have jumped thirty six inches in the air, intercepts the ball, and changes the game. And because two things, Wisconsin's quarterback he just looks left. You know, Adams probably runs with his man. Yeah. You know, but it was just I just want to recognize a wonderful individual effort that won Illinois the game with two thirty four left in the I think it was like thirty yard line. Wisconsin's going to win that game. If, you know, if that pass is complete. So just want to recognize Tony Adams like just. Made a wonderful play. It just made my heart feel good. There's a couple of those. Just yeah, feet nice, feet nice. Yes, it, it was perfect. It was everything we talked about. He 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 kept parallel. He kept his eyes in the backfield, but he was he didn't. He was also doing his job. We've talked you you've talked about it several times in the clinic, and it was perfection. Yeah, that's a whole other, the safety thing. One day we'll cover that. In, oh yeah, in the coaches' clinic. Yes, we'll try to keep it simple, but them guys are. There, there's a lot going on back there. Yeah. So what do we have to so we got Clemson, we got uh Oklahoma, oh, we, Oklahoma rolled. <laughs> Oklahoma rolled through their game. Yeah, literally they rolled. <laughs> literally rolled through um, their game. But okay, we talked about Florida. We didn't talk about Oregon and Washington turned out to be a really good game at three. It did. I thought yeah. both teams look physical. Finally, Jacob Eason. I got to watch, you know, it's hard to watch all these games, you know, in college. It's not like as easy in the NFL. So Jacob Eason finally looked like the dude that everybody told me he was when he transferred from Georgia really enjoyed that game. I thought both quarterbacks played good. I thought both defenses played good. They were they were they were physical. I wouldn't want to play Washington at the end of the year. It's not going to matter, but I wouldn't want to have to beat Washington. That's why you don't want eight playoffs, eighteen playoffs. Right, but I wouldn't want to have to beat Washington to get to the playoffs or to win. Like, yeah. I think Oregon was good to get them now. That was yeah, Oregon won 35-31. It was a good game. Yeah, and well coached game. Both teams are really like, – I just it's just enjoy, it was an enjoyable game. And then it, I think Utah was 17. Arizona was – Yeah, State was, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Utah was 13. Yeah. Arizona State was 17. And Utah ran over them 21-3. to yeah. And uh, I don't know anything about Utah. I watched a little bit of the game. Um, they're, they're, really, they're a really good team. They're well coached. Uh, they are not the physical presence that Oregon is in the Pac-12. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not here to say they can't upset them, so to speak. But Utah, if Utah gets in the playoffs, they don't have the chance that Oregon does. So who knows? how? They're just physically not the same, you know. But you don't know. But that's fine. I'm going to use this argument right now. 
Teams are starting to get a lot better. Oh, yeah. We see some really good play all over yeah, the agree. nation right now. This is why you don't want 18 playoff. This is why you don't want a 16 team playoff. Because, like, we're sitting there, like, a high stakes national championship or bust every year. Yeah. So you want to get in the playoffs. You know, you got to win the big, you got to win your conference championship. Win one we game. We don't, though. We want it to be that way. You don't have to win your conference championship. Alabama didn't even play in theirs last well, year. Well, it could hurt if we're sitting at three and we. You lose. mean like a high state winning one last year and Alabama not playing in one and Alabama going to the playoffs instead? That scenario? If we're sitting at three or four and we lose our conference championship, we could be out. I don't care what their destiny is. I don't care about our destiny. Right. I'm saying that's. But what you don't want to turn we around. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. But you ago. don't want to turn around and play like uh, Washington out of nowhere. You know, all of a sudden Auburn's got their shit together. Or you do want, I don't want to. I don't want but to. But as a fan, I would want that. That's just no two one, perspectives. No one's a fan of football who ain't a fan of football. Oh, man. I think I think I would watch. If watch, High State wouldn't. I would it. watch Washington versus Alabama at the end of the season. Or watch, I okay. mean, wait, wait, better one. We just talked about Clemson. Or they're slipping. I would watch Washington versus Clemson. Like, sign me up for that. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, so for some reason, the world fell apart and High State is not in an 18 playoff. Yeah, I'm rooting for the lowest ranked team. Right, to beat everyone. that's fine. That's just because I hate everyone. Else. That's just enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Because because we're haters deep down. Speaking of which, here's a note. We talked LSU. You know, ran through Mississippi, of course. But here's 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 my crazy stat of the week. Burrow smashed the uh, single season touchdown record for LSU already. <laughs> like he smashed it by two week seven. Wow. That's so. That's two things. He's having a great year, obviously. But and, how's and, and LSU quarterback? Not had well. Their that their record's twenty nine. Their program has evolved. You know it was. They all have. High State was three yards of cloud of dust. Yeah. Haskins had fifty last year. Like not, you didn't accidentally have somebody with more than twenty nine. Uh, I just thought I, it was, I could see it. I thought I it was a crazy stat. He's. I mean, he's going to break all their records down yeah. there. It's insane. Uh, Georgia ran over Kentucky. Yeah. Put that down there. Uh okay. Seven thirty. I watched this game. Penn State. Yes. Michigan game. Yes. We'll have to get into this one a little bit. Real quick, real quick. One we skipped over. Texas has no business beating Kansas by a last-second field goal. Well, if you think but, what I'm saying is they just got away with that. Like, nobody cares. Oh, yeah, that was a better game. I didn't write that one down. Texas gave up 569 yards to Kansas. And no, and everybody's like, that's fine. And I watched it. I mean, they had Ellinger. It didn't feel like he was ever going to lose a game. You know what I mean? He took him right on <sighs> the field. But still, like. I know they've had a tough year, and they just come off a really hard loss. But don't you can't, you can't give up uh, you can't give up forty eight points to. Uh, well, sorry, I talked to this Billy named Perry from Little Texas, <laughs> and he he told me his coach told him that uh, anything that happens in between the twenties, you're just tearing up turf. It's a red zone that counts. So that's kind of like the way South Carolina beat Georgia last week. That only counts if you don't throw the ball. You know what? If you're just moving up down the field. You know what, Perry from Little Texas, in 1973, that made a lot of sense. Yeah, but if you, you move up down the field, but you ain't putting your team away, it's, you're just tearing up turf. You're they just, scored 48 points. How's right. that? They, they, Wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. It, it was. All right. So let's get, anyway. to, let's get that Penn State Michigan game. Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, There's a lot to say about this. Okay. For one thing, it was a good game. It was it, a great game. It, there wasn't very many penalties. It wasn't a sloppy game. Uh, not a lot of turnovers. 
But I hate both these teams. It was like a wicked stepsister beauty pageant. <laughs> yes. I was okay, someone won, but you're both hideous and repulsive. Yeah. And I don't I, I won't go anywhere near you anymore. So so it uh, was like this, I felt disgusted with myself after watching it. So we were at remote locations. Uh so my thought was and I, I told I told a, a guy sitting next to him. He's actually Sean from Toboso. Uh, I was sitting next to him this weekend. Well, I'm sorry. Um, it was uh, a <laughs> Jacqueline or whatever. So anyway, and I told him, I said, they're like, you're watching this game? Like, I thought you hate these teams. I'm like, I do. I said, it's like watching two frat boys fight, fight in a parking lot. Yeah. Like, I don't care what happens. And then we like, just keep fighting. If one of them, like, hits his head on a bumper and, dies, and loses his cause, you can just like, walk away. I'm like, well, yeah, I just walk, walk away. away. I was like, hey, there's no kegger. Yeah, there. it's fine. It's like, oh, he's choking by his fucking necktie. Oh, it's fine. I am not, after watching the way Michigan plays uh, zero coverage with no safety. Uh, well, I want to know what you say about this because I've got all kinds of this. Because I'm all, well, I watch Penn State, Michigan because we're in the Big Ten. High State's got to play uh, both these teams. And like, I am not worried about Michigan one bit. So if they play zero coverage against High State, it will be a track meet. So that was the other team I talked about, arrogance, and I called this defensive arrogance. And I, I, I probably text you this. That was the coach's point. Was, yes. But the, the Penn State's uh, biggest uh, offensive weapon is to is to get you in man to man, and then throw it over the top. They've done it for ten years. Michigan refused to get out of zero coverage. Yeah. The only way they all could, game long. It, it was ridiculous. They're arrogant. And I like their defensive scheme, like what they do, because it's fun to watch. They got guys moving around. You don't see as much of that college. You know, you got guys blitzing. You got you got you got stunts. You got twists and all that stuff. That's fine. But to leave one up just to make the quarterback hesitate, maybe you get that sack you want. Yeah, but to to go zero coverage when that is all the way, and it's hurting you early in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's what I said. It was arrogance. The first two, the first bail out of it. it's fine. Bail out and run zone for five plays. They had, get the, a look at it. That first drive, they had one down the sideline, zero coverage, yeah. and then it tied in the end zone, zero yeah. coverage. And like it, it hurt you the first drive. Yes. I know you be, you're playing you're like you're saying you abandon your whole well, your game plan after one drive. Sometimes you do. No, you should well you can mix it up. You can mix it they, up. They, I mean, when they went when they went zero coverage late in the game, I'm like, you're just asking for it. And I and once again, I don't mind the scheme, but you better have the manpower. Like you better be faster than yeah. What uh, they weren't. Yeah, you better be fat. You better be faster than the guy you're covering. So so yeah. And a couple other notes I, uh, you I know I, Penn, ha- I had with that game was uh, the Clifford quarterback for Penn State. Uh, that he was co- he was ready for the pressure because it was yeah. there, but he didn't like he didn't buckle. Yeah, he knew it was coming. Uh, and I thought he did a great I, job. I will say that Penn State versus High State will be a game. Oh yeah, no no Penn State's Penn State's as good as I thought they were. Uh, Patterson just throws too many incompletions. Oh, yeah. I, I think it. I think he was. But he he, like, he nailed that dude in the end zone for the time. right. Totally. T- that, that kid was like, I never felt sorry for a Michigan player before in my life. I kid balled to the end of the game. Yeah. The sideline. Yeah. That was like I said. Pat, Patterson did get it done in the end, but you just can't throw this many incomplete. He threw like 20, 25 incompletions. I'm not. Like, hey. At this point. Right. I'm not even talking about him. Not even worried about him. Right. Well, it's not that. You're, that's from the high state side. I'm just, I'm just breaking it down. Like, yeah, but I'm not even worried about when we play. But here's what happened to me in that game. It was one of these games that, like, it started off the same way I normally watch these two. But by the third, like the fourth quarter, it was kind of like I wasn't really paying attention to the jerseys. It could have been a high school game. I was just kind of watching the game, so it was kind of fun. Like, you know, I'm at a party, like TV's on, I'm like, huh. Oh, I, strangely enough, I just kind of enjoyed the end of the game. Then it was over. I'm like, that's over. 
So that that's rare for me to I do. I felt like I felt sick. Yeah. That's how I ended my Yeah, life. see, that's what I mean. I kind of – I went past it. I got into some kind of like – you know, I was, I was drunk. Well, I think I was drunk. I was mostly setting up my surround sound in, <laughs> in the future Bud and Max. Oh, videos. yes. And between that and, and Bud setting up all of our podcast equipment, yeah. we are the Drunk Geek Squad. <laughs> so if you need us – Yeah. You know what, though? Hey, when they have uh, a Geek, geek Squad uh, Super Bowl, we're going we're gonna to win by 50. Like, I think we're going to win my fifth. I'm just saying, if you need to hire us. Oh, yeah, we're you, out there. You just, yeah. The amount of beer we drink might be. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to pay us in beer. You better just better now, put us on a 1099. I want nothing but beer. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with the pro version of the All 22. Okay, everyone, shut up and take a knee. Okay, the college edition was a lot of fun. Now it's time for the All 22 NFL. What's Our, up, Max? Well, Thursday night was Chiefs versus Broncos. Yep. Chiefs win 30 to 6. But a couple stories there. First, uh, Mahomes was awesome because uh, usually the producers of a TV program they turn away so you don't see you don't see anything graphic or disgusting. But watching Mahomes' knee get popped back in the socket was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was I actually ran upstairs. I was I was like, whoa. I and, can't miss TV. Yeah. Right there. My wife was like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, I was like, Oh. Whatever happened to Mahomes, I don't ever want to see it again. We we saw the trainer do that. Me and a couple of guys were were arguing like, which way did he pop it back in? Which way was it out? Oh man! Oh uh, yeah, he had to put some muscle. Like the the tricep was straining on the trainer when he was doing it. But so uh, speaking of uh, one of our listeners, DD four five nine zero. Dee, uh, double double D. That's it. Uh, you make, du- make of it what you want. Double I, D. I don't know what she's getting at there. So uh, she just kind of asked her general feeling. She's a fan of his. Thinks he, you know, has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. How, 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 what's our outlook? I mean, that's what we're allowed to do here. Just we, we can guess. What's our outlook on Mahomes? I don't think. Actually, I don't think his dislocated kneecap's that big a deal. I think right now this week he has a lot of swelling, and it's like a uh, a dull pain, not a sharp pain. Uh, he, he probably mentally, he's he's a little weary of it, a little scared. Mm-hmm. As the swelling goes down and he practices on it, uh, they put a brace on it. Um, Unless he gets hit again and it feels loose, he should be back to normal in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, I suppose the biggest downside is he was already a little bit hobbled and it was affecting his game. We've talked about that a couple times. That was one ankle, though. So Well, yeah, but I'm saying like this, I can't see him getting to full speed, you know, right away. And it seemed like just 85% speed was affecting the game. I know, I know, you know, offensive linemen stuff were out too. I'm just yeah, they have okay, they have a lot of offensive linemen out right yeah, now. Yeah, which is probably a bigger and deal so than every, anything. Every team they face knows this, and they're attacking them. They're attacking the weakest guy in the offensive line. Oh yeah, but he's not like known for like uh, Lamar Jackson running no, 20 yards. But, uh, like he's we in talked about, screen. he needs to get to his spot. Yeah, you know, so and he's young. He's gonna learn to play with this. I think he's two going years to, from now. It's probably non-factor. He probably finishes the game. I, I guarantee you. Whoever's announcing the game will talk about more than he'll think about it. <laughs> I, that, that's fair. You know what? I'm going to make a little note there. I'm going to make a little note there. But the other day, I was in the hardware store, and I heard these two guys walking by me. They were, like, in their mid-20s. And this kid goes, I, I, I hey, Billy. To, did he say, hey, Billy? No, I had to bring this up on the podcast because the kid goes, I'm pretty sure I told my meniscus. The meniscus in a man's knee is like the hymen. Because, like, congratulations, you're not a virgin anymore. What man in his 40s have meniscus left? It's like, oh, I remember I had, I, when I had G.I. Joe toys in a meniscus. Like, who's got a fucking meniscus left? I'm sorry. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, it was like, 
It's like, I'm pretty sure I got cancer. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure I got uh, yeah. torn meniscus. meniscus. Oh, man. I was like, oh. I'm like, man, I think I pulled something. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I remember when I had my wisdom teeth. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're not a virgin anymore. Oh, thanks, so, yeah, yeah, Mahomes probably also probably damages meniscus, strained his uh, oh, sure. patula tendon. and uh, But oh, God knows what they're injecting in these guys anymore. One, one thing I did notice, bef- you know, obviously before he got hurt, he threw a pass. Um, I can't remember now if it went for a touchdown or not, but it was complete, and it was tipped at the line of scrimmage, and it was still a, a better pass than 80% of the NFL throws. Like, it got fully tipped and still kept its rotation and got to the receiver. Well, I, just, I just thought it was a funny thing. Like, his tip pass looks better than yeah. most quarterbacks. All right, we got to move on. Yes. Um, Packers, Raiders, I thought this would be a closer game. I didn't see Aaron Rodgers coming out and Rogers having a perfect off, game. Went. I don't – that guy's – I don't know – because he has that, he's got that ceiling. We've talked about this. You, at least you have to have the ceiling. Like he doesn't play that way every week, but he's got yeah. it. Ah, just crazy. I mean, how many times have we talk about these and other quarterbacks? A guy who gets away thrown off his back foot a ton of times. Even when he uncorks it deep, he somehow he ends up moving backwards when he does it. Not like the typical, like this is the right way to throw a football. Um, a lot of it's getting to know your receivers. Let me tell you why Aaron Rodgers is doing so good this year. Because I didn't drop him in fantasy. <laughs> it was I, as simple as that. Let me tell you what. I had Aaron Rodgers twice in my fantasy league. Guess what years were those were? The two years he broke his collarbone. He back. broke his collarbone. I did. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was an amazing game, though. It was. Well, for if you're a Packer fan. Just, just as a football fan. No, to see. I'll watch, I'll watch Aaron Rodgers at his best any time. He's, like, he's up there with Mahomes. It is. It's pretty like, I, I, I adore Aaron Rodgers. I won't lie to anybody. I mean, he's no Kyler Murray. Like, if I get oh, if, oh, my God. So, like, did you ever see the – I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but no if, you ever, if you ever see the one where Chewbacca has got C-3PO in his backpack, I want Aaron Rodgers to put Kyler Murray in my backpack and then wear it around town, and I would be the happiest guy in the world. All right. Anyway. I'm moving on. We'll get to that. By the way, Arizona did win again. One of Murray's worst games, but he's already – at 12 years old, learn how to gut out victories. Just saying. Just Lamar, saying. Lamar Jackson ran for more yards than he threw. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just, I mean, was it so much? It's just knowing how to win. Okay, it was Arizona versus Giants. Is it so much that Kyler Murray won the game or so much uh, Daniel Jones had four turnovers? Or was the game – yeah. Or was the game – or, hey, Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray – like at the same game in their career. That's a great point. And maybe they're just game playing against Collar and they let uh they let the Arizona running game just do what they want. Whatever. Whatever. Plus you got Pat Shermer on the other side of the field. It's win- the man <laughs> can't argue with that. He's a chromosome but, away from being yeah. an amoeba. But honestly, I'm not the only one. Like even even like even the guys are recognizing Kingsbury's doing a good job with that offense in Arizona and all in all honesty. Like all right. everybody's acknowledging it now. In all seriousness. Her four passing yards, Lamar Jackson, 112 rushing yards. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about Jackson for a minute. <laughs> Is it time to talk about Jackson? No, it's not, but you, you brought it up. So let's okay. talk about Jackson. I am falling in love with this guy. I was gonna ask you. I gotta be honest. Like I'm a Browns fan, I'm supposed to hate Baltimore, but like that's the best team in the division. Lamar Jackson, because here's my thing, it takes twenty-two weeks. NFL season from first game to the Super Bowl is 22 weeks long, including uh, breaks and buys and whatever. Okay, yeah. I, I just it was just I just thought it was physically impossible for a running quarterback to be healthy and win a Super Bowl at week 22. And this guy is not taking huge damage when he runs, and he runs great. Yeah, he that was an he's had an impressive season, but that was an impressive game. And he's gotten no 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 no. no this team has gotten better. Yes. 
so far. Yes. And they're going to be, I think they're going to be a monster to deal with. I don't you know. You don't want to play them. Yeah. That's great because I, I had this down as my list to ask you, so I'm glad you just jumped out. I don't it. see them winning an AFC championship, but I do see them being that guy who knocks people off. Yeah, I understand that you can't do this for 20 years like Brady's done it. And I've said this. Not when he runs the ball, but. But still, I've said this for a while. Who cares? Like, if you do it for six years, who gives us? That's six great years. Well, well, like, why no, what you're hoping we with. shouldn't judge, But we don't judge running backs on longevity. We don't judge anybody else. But a quarterback, like we think they got to play 17 and be awesome. No, man. Well, have, if he has six good years, I guess when we, when we get the coaching clinic, we talk tight ends. We'll talk Ben Watson for a second. But um, here's the thing. Let's just say Lamar Jackson runs a lot first five years. By then, his passing game is developed. Yeah. He, don't, he don't need to run anymore. Right, I agree. He, he could have a 10-year career. Right, I agree. And he's got a great coach. Uh I, that's a but great I'm saying team. I think too many people get hung up on like, oh yeah, but that won't last. Well, who cares? It won't. Have, have you watched my Dolphins play a game? Well, I'll take Lamar Jackson. This is week seven. Have you seen Josh Rosen play lately? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's week seven. And he's running the ball and he doesn't take the big hits. He's not banged up. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a huge victory. That was a real victory. Yeah, that was a real like victory. that was a real. I was very impressed. Seattle's like, leading their division. Yeah. Oh yeah, Seattle's still good. No, no, no. They're, they're in the same division as 49ers, so no. They're, yeah, they're not leading their division. But they're great. They're a great team. They're really good. Yeah. Like, they're one of the few teams that can win the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that next week. But I am I am uh, thoroughly impressed with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Nice. Yeah. I'm nice. kind of here's, – here's my talk on this. I think you hitched your wagon to the wrong quarterback. I think you should have been on Lamar Jackson's bandwagon and not Kyler Murray. Oh, Lamar Jackson's an easy three, four months older than Kyler Murray. That's like, it's not even a contest. Hey, come on. You can't even compare the two. Lamar Jackson's a giant compared to Lamar Murray. He's got to have an inch on him. The trainers are giants compared to Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, Man, I, you know what? Haters going to hate. I'm not hating Haters on Kyler Murray. Hate. I'm not hating on Kyler Murray. No, I'm just saying. I, I, I genuinely root for – I love that game. I loved it when they went for it on fourth down. You know, fourth and four, I think it was, and you hear you hear Jackson say, "Yeah, hell yeah, we're let's let's do this." Like well, all the guy's engaged in the yeah, but he's engaged in the game. Yeah. He's but for his age, like second year, he's a year and a half in. Yeah. I, I I just enjoyed it. You I, know, I gotta tell you what, I didn't fun. I didn't buy into his hype in college, and now I, now agreed. I'm buying into I'm it. On, now. I'm on I'm I'm on that page, and I didn't say he was gonna be bad or anything, but I didn't actually I didn't. I didn't think he could run like he does. I was like, well, yeah, everybody in an average college team, like all these quarterbacks run for 500 yards a game. Yeah. No, this kid's legit. He's a little, a little loose with the ball, but he'll clean it up. All right. Uh, did I bring up Colts and Texans? No, not that yet. Was a, that was a good game, close game. Uh, Colts pull out another one. You kind of nailed the Colts a couple of weeks ago. I think you I think you picked up on this way before they're, I did. They're sure. better without – no, you just said they're. You said they're a good team. Yeah. Like you said, like you recognize some things that they were playing good team ball. That upset of the, the Chiefs is after that. But you saw some things and like everybody's seeing them now. Like no, this is a team. It's and a that's what team. you don't want to play when you get down the stretch. Like you don't want to play a team that has their shit together. Yeah. Because there, there wasn't like the Jets last week beating Dallas. Kind no, of it was nothing thing. like that. Like Colts are really a team. Agreed. They want, yeah, because, I mean, I had Houston rolling, and they, they, they stymied them. Well, I, we both like um, Watson. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I cheered for him ever since he played Bama, against Bama. Uh, but I don't know. If yeah, I don't think they're bad. I just think the Colts, they're, they're playing good, and they're coached well, and think, you know, this Brissett, I like Brissett's a good quarterback. At yeah. some point, they're going to start talking. It's going to take a while. When you're in Indianapolis. I hope they don't talk about him at all. Oh, no, I, yeah, but it's, 
It's going to take they a while. silently go in there and, and, like, knock someone off. Okay, Vikings versus Lions. I thought this would be a closer game. Um, at one point in this game, they, they, they there was a hit at Stafford below the knee. It wasn't called, even though the, even though the announcer says, oh, they'll call that every time. Of course, because it's Stafford and Detroit, they don't say nothing about him. Yeah. And then the very next play, they call offensive pass interference, and he's standing there with the football. Yeah. And at this point – it is all about me because I am so pissed at the refs this deep into the season. The ref was standing basically a yard from him. I'm like, do it, man. I'm like, I thought he was going to uncork that ball in that dude's face at yeah. one yard away. Yeah, I agree. And Because that guy's career is just up for getting beat up in Detroit this whole time. He's actually in a, a tough divisional game. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're playing good. And they end up losing pretty eh, – it was a solid loss. So man. I know how much you love uh, Kirk Cousins. So, oh, I uh, just love him. Uh, got, got a little note here. He's statistically just had the best three games in a row of almost any quarterback in NFL history. I don't that's know. A true, it, that's a true – that's a true – like, I heard that. You know what like, that just means? That means the refs didn't throw their flags like you do every oh. other freaking game. Oh, 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 oh. I don't want to hear it. I'm just saying it happened. Okay, you take – I'm just saying are it you taking, Okay, let's go. Through. Are you taking Vikings over Packers? No. Are you taking Vikings wait, over – Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to win. Huh? I might take – I don't know when they're playing okay. or where they're playing. It don't matter. Oh, you, you said it don't matter. You told me there's this thing's a hostile environment. No, I said there's such thing as turf okay. and not turf and you weather. Take it, okay. Neutral ground, Viking Packers. In a dome? Neutral ground. Right, like tomorrow? Yeah. Probably leaning Packers. Okay. Vikings versus Chief Healthy Malone, uh, Mahomes. Well, I'm going to – yeah, obviously I'm going to take Kansas City – Vikings versus Saints, neutral territory. If Drew, if Drew's totally healthy, without him right now, because Teddy's rolling. Vikings versus Patriots. Well, of course not. Vikings versus a pissed off Cowboys. Vikings yes, versus. Yes, I take Vikings over Cowboys. Okay, Vikings versus 49ers. Well, that that's that totally depends on where and when and weather, yeah. and there's a lot of factors there. Cousins. Cousins got to do just, a lot of no, stuff. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling, I'm just telling you what just happened. I don't want to hear about it. Tony, what just happened? So let's talk about San Francisco and Washington real quick. Uh, one of the messiest games just, that you can possibly see in the NFL because there's so much turf You now. learn nothing about it. No, but still, it was fun. They slid around. San Francisco has the team to win that game, and they stay unbeaten. That's, the, that's what you'd learn about it. I, there was, that wouldn't, we all knew that. We all knew that. But that was also that. a great chance to get beat. No. Because when things are that messy – I mean, a ball can roll the wrong way. Anything can happen. I mean, it's only nine nothing. Like some stupid shit can happen. So good for San Francisco to stay undefeated. I'm starting to starting to buy into your 49ers. Starting to lean. We'll lean talk that a little bit about that here in a second. Fuck yeah, we will. Okay. Uh, well, we won't talk 49ers. But we'll talk about something else. I want to talk about uh, Saints Bears. Okay, this was the toughest defense. We said that that uh, Teddy's going to have to face. Yes. And I, I think it was a slow scoring game at start. Oh yeah. And then they 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 started finding ways to score. Move the ball. No, he looked pretty good for where he's playing. Um, luck, and what helps is when you play Mitch Trubisky. That helps a lot. Mitch Trubisky didn't do too bad throwing. Uh, 236. Are you sh- no, the stats, stats don't tell the uh, story well, of that game. I'm just saying. Yeah, their, their touchdown came off special teams. Well, I will say that um, you notice that the Saints defense is awesome because they know they're not going to be on the field Yes. For three we, quarters we, of the game. We talked about with New England at the beginning of the year. Like, like that we, does we, help a does. lot. No, uh, Teddy has done 
one of the outside of like we're talking like Jeff Hosteller when he won the Super Bowl and uh, you know things like that. Like he has done as far as like keeping the ship afloat. Like he's been above and beyond. Yeah. Which again shows you how good that freaking coach yeah. is. And and it's so great though because when Breeze comes back, there's no problem. That's what makes it so like he actually just Teddy did his job. And as a backup quarterback, there'll be no like him like saying something nope. to the press, and he'll be ready. I don't understand why. What better job could you have being Drew's backup? It's great. I know. Yeah, I mean he's he's done a wonderful job. And honestly, there's a chance you might get a ring. Yeah. Well, we'll see how Breeze is when he comes back. He might have. To he be might pulled. need. Yeah, he might yeah. be. I mean, right now I think Teddy's the story of the year as far as just like out of nowhere story. Ooh, Kyle Allen might be the nowhere story. Well, yeah, but well, we'll get to that next week. Next week, we're what I'm talk saying is Teddy's got five wins. Yeah, <laughs> like he's got five wins. Like that's that's amazing. Um, Cowboys Eagles, um, yeah. Sunday night. Dallas kind of got back on track, didn't they? Well, I think they played. They finally played pissed off. I, I guess I don't know. We we talk about how they they act like they're entitled to a no, win. No, you're right. They, no, they did their job. They did. They took care of business. They got mad. They did. Everyone played up to their potential yes. and got mad. Zeke yeah. ran mad. Everyone got mad. I saw uh, Prescott. He yeah. got he he scrambled in the, uh, a corner attack with him. And he was like yelling. You only never see a quarterback yell at a defensive and, player. And um, oh shoot, uh, Cooper was healthy. Yeah, Cooper. I mean, I've talked. That's the that is the difference in that team. Like, uh, well, they would have. I don't know. Thirty-seven ten. I think they would have won no matter what. That game probably. But for one thing, the Eagles struggled offensively. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're such they're so up and down. I'm I'm kind of they're one of those teams like I'm gonna check back like week thirteen. Well, I I'm there was a report out today about how the the quarterback, there he's he's causing problems in the locker room. Yeah, that's what they say. I think the guy I think the guy who says that's causing problems in the locker room. I I agree. They he don't know. The whole I story. heard a, I heard a guy today that played with the Eagles, and he was like, whoever said that's crazy. Good. Like then we, it's it done. It should I be done. I think it's a done deal. I think it's. But yeah. he don't write articles all the time for ESPN, so they'll, they'll carry the other guy's story. Sure. And then the, I, the guy who knows something, they won't even they'll ignore. I think it's a non-story. Right. Uh, okay. Patriots versus Jets. Oof. I feel I feel bad for Sam Donald. That was a mess. He said in the first was it the first quarter beginning of the second quarter like I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah. Why'd they mic that kid up? <laughs> like just to watch a train act, like you know, a train's about to wreck, so you put like cameras on yeah. the people who are about to yeah. die. Yeah, who's in the front? Who's up, who's up front? Yeah, hurry up, get a camera on them. We're gonna we're gonna put all lights green to this intersection. <laughs> that that game was like when somebody uh, pulls out their phone to record like a horrible accident that's happened instead of trying to help or stop. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like money, like the Monday Night Football what, crew like, should have went down and called the game. And then they post it, and you're you yell at the guy like, why didn't you put it on your phone and go help out? Right? Yeah, exactly. But. uh now here's a here's a example of a team like Michigan who ran zero blitz mm-hmm. and it freaking worked. Of course it did. Yeah. Because for one, they have the the corners who can cover exactly. people. Exactly. If you uh, have the manpower and you're playing Sam Darnold, it's going to work. Sam Darnold threw four interceptions. Some of them were horrible. Then he had two fumbles, and then if you include the safety. That was seven turnovers. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was bad. Going back to this game was Ben Watson entered the NFL in 2004. Oh, my God. You know, and he played for the he played for the Patriots in 2009. Then he went away. He played for the Browns for a little bit. And believe it or not, 
he was the only guy Colt McCoy could complete a pass to until he got Ben Watson got hurt, and then Colt McCoy never completed another pass again, even to this day for Washington. And then I don't know, I don't even know where the hell this guy's been. And then he yeah. comes back, and then yeah. they, he's been there for week five. They release him week six. They bring him back, <laughs> and then yeah, he's been cut, and released that this guy. year. Yeah, this that guy, he's 120 years old, yeah. but. Uh, Boy, does boy does uh, Tom like target him over the middle? He knows where he'll be. Yeah, he does his job. He knows where he'll be. Um, oh, that's just—it's amazing. There's a lot of things in that game. Uh, oh man, there was there was another one where they were sending two pass rushers off the right edge, so right at Sam Donald's face. So you know, mm-hmm. New England was on defense, and you, you you didn't see the sight adjustments. You didn't see him call the hot route or nothing. Oh yeah. Maybe he was thinking one of the linebackers was going to drop back in coverage. I don't think he. I don't think he is thinking anything. I don't. That's the problem. But even okay, let's just say you call the you call the slant because you think both guys are coming off that edge. Well, you, as soon as you catch it, you look, and if one guy drops back, then you can check your other routes down the field. He he. Well, the, the guy was coming right. That was his first fumble. The guy was coming right at his face. Yeah. And he did nothing to adjust. Well, the Jets had the problem. Their Darnold doesn't see it. And their receivers don't see it. And we talked about how the receivers have to see the field just like the quarterback. Mm-hmm. None of those guys do. That was, that was, a, that was a perfect storm. That was El Nino in yeah. the ocean. And Darnold is a turnover machine. He was in college. Asked, like, these guys, him, Winston, these guys, they don't change. I'm not saying that he doesn't have skills. But some, n- nobody, a second-year quarterback doesn't. You know, he's got a blitzer in his face and lob it straight up into the air. Like, you know how that's going to end. Nice. Like, yeah, what, he maybe did that twice to where yeah, like, you did. shouldn't even let go of You the shouldn't ball. be playing football. You shouldn't be playing quarterback at the NFL level. No. There's some of the shit he did last night. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done. If I see him fix his hair to put his ball cap on one more time, I'm going to shave his freaking head. Yeah, yeah. I, I not, yeah. And here, You know, we, we'll talk about, I think we're going to talk about quarterbacks Next week. Well, well, we're going to talk about pro quarterbacks. Yeah. And I would just want to say, like, the Jets, I hope their GM's thinking, I can't get to the draft quick enough because there's so many good quarterbacks out there and we're garbage. Their team, though, if they win a few more, they'll have to move up in the draft to get the guy they want. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Of course, I don't know. There's a lot of bad teams. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to dig into it tonight. Cincinnati, Washington, Miami. Tennessee. But, no, they've won too many. But they're bad. I'm saying bad teams. You know what? Here's the thing. If I was Tennessee, I'm sorry, we're going off topic. Yeah, we're running a little bit long. But um, Mar- I, we I got would bench. S- we didn't talk about Mariota getting benched. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about like that. Like straight up benched. Benched. Like we called this, what, two weeks ago? Like, well, here's the thing. Like if I can't get the quarterback I want this year in a draft, I wouldn't sell the whole draft out to get the mm. quarterback because there's so many guys coming out. I'm tapping the table. Sorry if this sounds bad. I well, should just, stop doing it. Just quit, like, quit drafting guys that look the part. That, that day is over. Well, that was a different era. That was 2014. But they're doing it right now. Like, Darnold looked Marietta the part. Marietta didn't look the part because he was – Well, no, did. no. Marietta's an, ex- not, he's an exception. I'm talking about, like, a lot of these guys, like Rosen and these guys. Like, golf, I'm telling you. Okay, so – as far as the LA Rams go, they righted the ship this weekend. They flipped it back over. They got it sailing. They but played. the next week they'll tip it back over on the Yeah, they, the, the, the kid's just all right. Yeah, golf. He's just all right. Wentz. You didn't, I'm still up in the air on him because, because he does at least have the arm that when he uses it properly that 
you know, like golf. Well, you know what? We're hold on. This is we had, we promised ourselves we'd wait we'll till do, week eight. We'll do more of we quarterback will. than we thought. Next week, yes. Next week is week eight, and we'll do our week NFL. Is this the announcement? Yes. And now, yeah, go ahead, announce it. Yeah, we're into I'm it. I'm so excited. So week eight NFL, we're going to do our mid-season review, and we're we're mostly going to cover a lot of quarterbacks. Oh yeah, because we we're talk, talk quarterbacks, we talk surprises, we talk best teams, we talk disappointments, disappointments, and we'll probably come up with some other shit that like. Yeah, so the all twenty—I don't know what for all twenty-two. We won't tell you what teams won and lost. We'll just go right into where we think everyone's yeah, yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Prob- probably won't be a coach's clinic, but we're gonna we're gonna make predictions. We're going on, we're going on record, make some predictions. Like it's good. It's ah. a it is the midseason NFL Bud Max extravaganza. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like it's the it's the midseason NFL Bud Max extravaganza. Strippers, and I can't wait. We don't have a YouTube video yet, <laughs> so sorry. Oh, that's 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 why. All right. So I think we covered everything. It, oh no, it was a good week. It was one of those like, you know what? I'll have the cheeseburger. And like, oh, I didn't know it was gonna be the best cheeseburger I ever ate. Like, it was a really yeah. good day. I enjoyed it. Things are. I think you, you touched on it. Teams are, they they are they're peaking. You know, as far as like they're they're doing what they their game plan. So they're getting closer to the teams that have already been a little ahead. And things are things are starting to slow down a little bit. You know, for some of these young guys, speed up for some of the old guys. And like, we're in it now. Oh yeah, we're yeah, in we're it in, now. we're in the thick of it. And uh, Philip Rivers lost again, and he's he's so red and angry. I, I <laughs> he's point, so sweaty and angry. I, at this point, I feel sorry for him. I do not. No, I no. Something about that guy screams. Uh, Ten years from now, you're gonna be like, didn't see that coming. That, that's all oh, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He'll beat up some soccer mom at a J.C. Penney outlet yeah. right after he retires. <laughs> you know who I am? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, we. We're, all that right, was that was great. the All-22. When we come back, we'll be doing the four before. We got to kick the <laughs> real bunch of bad summer Let's go. Hey, I take that as a challenge. Woo! Huddle up, everybody. It's time. I need, I need everybody on the same page here. It's the four before. You know the deal. Bring it, Max. All right, so, Bud, you love a spread offense. Love. And so you love using every inch of the football field, right? Yes, sir. From sideline to sideline, right? Every every time you ask me another question, I'm always afraid to say it. <laughs> well, yes, you know what? You know I do. Okay, you so you know I do. So what is the actual width of a football field? Fifty-three and a half yards. Fifty-three and a third. Oh, I'll give you that. That was balls. A, that was damn close. That was pretty good. All right, that's so, eight yards on first down. I'm just saying, that's eight yards on first down. That's pretty damn good. I didn't think I didn't know if you'd have that one. All right, so receivers have to line up inside the numbers, right? Inside the numbers. The numbers on the football field, the ten to twenty to thirty. You know what? I have no idea. Are those are numbers have are they in a particular spot? Yes. I did not know that. How far are the numbers from the sidelines? Do they go to center? Two yards. I think it's two yards. No. What are they? Nine yards. Oh, receivers don't have to be within nine yards. Of the of the numbers. They do? The numbers are nine yards from the sideline. The receivers have to be inside the numbers. Yes. The closest a receiver can get to the sideline is nine yards. Yes. I did not know that. Because how they used to do no. the trick play where the guy's going out of bounds. I think that's why they put and that in there. Okay. How big are the numbers on a football field? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over this one. A yard. This, They're a yard tall. They're four feet by six feet. No shit. Yes. This is fascinating stuff. Yes. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm back at the 50 by now. 
at least. I know. I really. It's I, not going great. This is not fair to play. No, it's fun. All right. So I love it. What is the height of a goalpost crossbar? Oh, uh, it's. I think it's nine, nine and a half feet. Ten feet. Is it ten feet? Ten yeah. feet. Okay, so how wide is the crossbar for a high school? For a high school? Yeah. Uh, 13. No. 23 and 4 inches. Yeah, that's that's not – I wasn't wrong. I wasn't right. Okay. I'm what's, back. I'm back, Bedlam. What's the width of a college crossbar goalpost? Uh, 20. 18 feet 6 inches. See, I'm getting closer. What's the width of a pro? 18. 18.6. Here, I'll give you that one. You picked yeah. up the first down somewhere. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> How cool. wide are the hashes in high school football? Not Ooh. from side so between between hashes between each high school. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're wide, so they're twenty five. Twenty five what? <laughs> twenty five six. No, twenty five yards or twenty five yards. No. They're 17.7 yards apart. No shit. Yes. This is fascinating shit. I'm not How lie. wide are college hash marks? Um, I think they're the same. No. 16. 16 yards. 13.3. How do they get that close? Now, here's one. I don't know if this is correct. How wide are the pros? Super narrow. They're narrow. 10 yards. 6.1. That won't even sound right. But I'm going with it. It's my defense. You lost on that one. Man. Yeah. All right. How wide are the lines? Every line. Like the five-yard five <laughs> yard line, the goal line. Eight. No, no, no. In inches. Six inches. Four inches. Oh, son of a bitch. You need to spend more time on the field. I just I ran hit, across the field, too. I just hit you hard with all of it. That was bad. All right. Okay. For all the marbles. This is Hail Mary. How wide were the pylon cam? Uh-huh. How how big is the pylon itself? Four by four. Four by four. It's four by four. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Whew. Now, here's the big question. Oh, I'm already in punk formation. Okay. If Ohio State loses to Wisconsin next week, are you going to be able to do this podcast? Yes. Are you sure? Because I'm going to tell you the 4v4 is going to run 37 minutes long. <laughs> and every question is going to be about the high state uh, Wisconsin game. It, it will be it will be a tough week, but I'm a pro. <sighs> and I will suck it up. It's going to be brutal. And I will get through it. My questions, <sighs> it's going to be like a CIA interrogation. I'm going to waterboard your soul. But you know what? It's the same thing if I'm like, if I ask you like, hey, if you hit the lottery, what are you going to do? That's about as likely. So I'm just I'm not I'm not concerned about it. Oh my god, so my answers are relevant. Oh my god, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be painful. Oh yeah. Hey, okay, here's the thing. Be all honest, but it's all ifs. For the for the listeners, trying to tell ghost stories. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now for the listeners, tell ghost stories for the listeners' sake. I I have to make it painful next week if they lose, but they won't. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he says you what? 
<laughs> You're making me feel bad. If I show up next week in a skirt, you have to make, like, it's the same odds. Oh, I will not. <laughs> the same odds. How long have you been hanging out with Skip and Tammy? As my first question. <laughs> no, okay. So if Ohio State speaks Wisconsin, we'll talk about law a lot. I will act like it's no big deal. But if Ohio State loses to Wisconsin for the sake of the listener, it, it will be radio gold the <laughs> hell you will go through in the four before. Yeah. You know what? It might help. It will help maybe a podcast. Maybe it'll be some like shock therapy and get me out this of This is like rehab. You'll have to wake me up. Yeah, you'll probably have to roll me out of bed. <laughs> throw some water in my face, dump some coffee. Be so, you wouldn't even want to see me come down the yeah, steps. Be rough. Yeah, I'm all in this year. Okay, honestly, I have to make it rough if it happens. That's fine. For the listeners. I can take it. I can okay. take it. I can okay. take it. I feel good. It's not like I'm going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. Like, it's not, not like I'm going to fight you. No, that's the point. All right, that's the four before. I say clock ran out on that one. Yeah, that's not my I, – I might have even punted. Like, that, that wasn't great. But it was fun. All right. Come, coming back with the low-hanging fruit. It's time for the easy part of the show. You've all heard it. But you always like to hear our take on it. This is uh, Low Hanging Fruit and our uh, listener emails, which, by the way, we appreciate all the listeners this week. We love the emails. We love the interaction. Uh, you guys can uh, listen to our podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We're, we're out there everywhere. You know the deal. Uh, you can email us at budandmax at tuesdayaftermath.com. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, like us, interact with us there. Um, What's the name of the Facebook page? At Tuesday Aftermath. Okay. At Tuesday Aftermath. So you guys know the deal. If you're listening, to, you're listening to a podcast. You, you can you can get in touch with us, and we really appreciate it. So uh, so who'd you talk to this week, Max? Well, I got him. I got to talk to Perry from Little Texas. Oh, he was this homeless guy with one shoe walking by me the other day. Well, that, that doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's. It's amazing. About. He's collecting cans, but he has a smartphone listening to our podcast, and he uh, he got mad because we didn't bring up Clay Matthews Jr. Not, uh, the, not the third who played. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about. Junior. Junior. Yeah. And he said, why do you bring up Clay Matthews when we talked about linebackers? I'm like, because we were talking about relevant linebackers. <laughs> we're talking about people who actually play today. Yeah. That way the rest of the listeners, when they watch football, they can look at a guy who's yeah. playing right now and understand what's being talked about. Besides the fact that Clay Matthews Jr. didn't play middle. No, I believe he was definitely an outside linebacker. Outside linebacker, a great one, a great one. Outside, I'm we pretty sure we. I'm pretty sure you specifically said last week middle we position by position, position because there's too much. Um, was uh, was Perry wearing a like a Kellen Winslow jersey by any chance? Like no, maybe that he got at Gabe's. He he had like the Vietnam era like uh, uh, <laughs> trench coat. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I got you. And then the sheriff stopped him. <laughs> and told him to get out of town, and then he blew up the police station. Oh, okay, we got, we got. Okay, classic John Jay situation. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Perry. Uh, Our second, uh, well, we got an email from Linda G from Race Circle ooh, Zanesville. That sounds fancy. Yeah. I bet. And she said, "Is that a gated community? I bet it's a gated community. It's a gated community. Here <laughs> gated, gated, gated." <laughs> and she was really talking about Brendan. Oh, with the interview you did with Brendan. Okay. Right? And she is on Brennan's side because Brennan's also a Bengal fan. Bing. That doesn't sound right. Just like Linda G from Race Circle. It feels like 
Feels like you and I talked to Brendan. We this talked to Brendan. What did he say? Who's he working for now? I I, I want to say it was the Redskins. It was definitely the Redskins. And he said he's not cheering for the Bengals anymore. I think you asked him. I think you made him reiterate Redskins. If I if I remember, well, I, I was there. I commented like four like forty five minutes. Yeah. I asked him like three four times. Yeah, you gave him every chance. So Linda G, he is not a Bengal fan anymore. So. Um, Maybe you're not a Brendan fan. <laughs> oh man! All right, Brendan's Brendan's on the uh, Brendan's on the the down. He's on the down. He's on the down. So uh, let's move on to our friend Stush's comment. The Oklahoma wagon turning. Oh up. man, we had to get to it. We had to get to it. <laughs> oh, as soon as I was like, "Is there a compound fracture?" Wait for it. No, we can talk about it. You oh, talk about the low, lowest you, hanging fruit. I don't care if someone died. I don't <laughs> talk about the. the I knew that. For one thing, whoever's holding the flag in the back of the wagon, it looked like someone threw a Teletubby in a cement mixer. <laughs> Did you notice they was getting tumbled around? <laughs> yeah. Like they were a mess. So then I picked up like so the guy the guy trailing the wagon. As soon as the wagon flips over. And 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 the guy and the gal. There was, see, there's so much going on. Like you saw, but he there. but he runs up to the back as if like like he's checking out the the transmission or something. Well, like, I, I'll tell you why. Did you see how much shit came out of that wagon? It was terrible. And like go green, you sons of bitches! <laughs> like there was so much trash <laughs> in the back of that thing. That was one of the. You know he was looking for his cell phone. <laughs> Guys, he didn't give a shit. So well, broke her leg. That's exactly. Or have a concussion. Oh, he's like, did you crack my cell phone with your skull? <laughs> That's what that was about. <laughs> He's like, get up, Billy. But did you just, like, I tried to pause it and try to recognize, like, there was a roll of duct tape in there. Oh, it was crazy. It, it was like one of those uh, scavenger hunts where you got to yeah. find different objects. <laughs> like, what is like, <laughs> if you lost it? The, yeah. Where, where where are the monoculars at? Oh, there they are. Well, I also like the fact that the, the wheels ripped, the wagging top came right oh, yeah. off the, the frame. Yeah. Here's what we hear. Like the horses, didn't give, horses didn't give a shit. Horses didn't give a shit. At first, I was like, horses didn't give a shit. Yeah, stupid humans. Yeah. That's yeah. what you get for beating yeah. Yeah. every Saturday. Yeah. Nice whip, asshole. <laughs> we out. Oh, oh okay. What, what else you got in the low hanging fruit? Once okay. again, once again, thanks for the response, guys. We love you. We have a lot of fun with you, but we really do appreciate all the feedback. Well, I okay, so I'm watching Dallas finally get angry and play good football, play for their talent. I couldn't help but notice it. Why does Zeke Elliott have like twenty seven nose rings? I don't know. There, I mean, what's going on with that guy? It seems like a lot. It makes me. It makes me itch. Yeah, you look at that. Like you want yeah, to pick. It you, makes me itch. You find yourself picking your own nose. It feels like a story is only only going to end one way. <laughs> Bad. Like if I had to play a collision sport to where I'm throwing my head into about five to to ten three hundred pound you know monsters. That, that are trying to kill me. Feels like I'm eventually gonna come out of the pile missing some of those rings. Oh, like that's yeah. my gut. That's my gut feeling. Someone's gonna get a hold of those. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I don't. I don't know. Like we already had the one coming out the one side of the cheek. Yeah. Why get the other? I don't know what came first. I don't know. And like I say, I'm not judging, but it's that's a that's a weird place to have them. I'm just, like yeah. if I worked in say I worked in a fish hook factory, <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have any rings of any type hanging hang off, off of me. me. Just I'm just saying, there's certain jobs, certain professions, and I'll have shit hanging off my face. All right, I'm gonna move on to uh, Booger McFarland. We covered a couple of week, a couple of weeks ago that uh, Brent Jones Brent got on him about you know he was a mediocre defensive lineman. Well, he played nose tackle. Like it's just like saying tight end, just another receiver. The nose tackle compared to a defensive end. 
or a defensive tackle yeah. is different. Like, I, I'm wondering if um, the network asked Booger to bring up what he did to uh, clarify his credentials for saying what he does. It, it, it did. It seemed. It seemed there was a purpose. Well, because we've been watching for years, he never said anything. No, I've, I've never heard him say nose tackle. And I don't and think he, he blurts it out last night. Like you know, that's itching at him. I don't know if he, if he was made to do that kind of thing. Because he never said before, never brings it up. So I would say in a situation like that, like even like even we're we're at the bottom rung of the media, and we still talk things out and go over things. Like there's no way he would do it without going over it, and and maybe somebody brought it to him. It was kind of a segment, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. It felt, like, it felt like a segment. Yeah, but it, it definitely it was definitely on purpose. I mean, we'll yeah. never know like who instigated it or not, but it was definitely on purpose. So screw you, Brent Jones. Yeah, fuck off, Brent. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I met a I met a Billy this week, uh, and like you say, these guys fall under your lap. So uh, my Billy's bad take of the week. So oh yeah, we're we're going to, we're going through a uh, department store the other day. I'm looking for some. We're just picking up some. And things. someone said they told her meniscus. Yeah. <laughs> this, this this guy has both meniscus because I, I don't. This guy he, he tories Tammy. <laughs> so. You know, we're looking for some Halloween stuff or whatever, and we're walking by, and there's, you know, it's Ohio. Like, you know how much Ohio State gear is out at all times, especially in the fall. But, like, if you're not from Ohio people, like, I assume you know or you know somebody. Like, it, we wear Ohio State Buckeyes gear Year-round. 35% of the year. Like, it's just, it, yeah. it's a thing. And we don't we don't apologize for it. So this cat and what I presume is his mom, who probably has the basement that the guy is hanging out in, you know, as I'm looking at the high state gear, his mom comments like, oh, look at all the high state gear. That's nice. You know, whatever. Just makes an off comment. So Billy, trying to outsmart the room, says, uh, you, you know why they have it all out there. Just like that. So I pause thinking, oh, you know what? This guy might have something Really to profound to say. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to hear his take on this. You know, I'm always open for everybody. He said, uh, it's because they're winning. What aren't they winning? <laughs> I said, the fuck aren't they winning? I come up. The, so just let's just clear this up, Billy. The last 100 games that Ohio State has played, they've won 91 of them, got a national championship, three Big Ten championships, and no losses to Michigan in there. So just to be clear, exactly when. How old was this guy, you think? Oh, uh, tw- I don't know. Twenty-two. I don't know. He's not. Ne- Let's put it this way: He was probably born after John Cooper left. Well, yeah. And then, then we wouldn't ask. No, when weren't they? Yeah, in thanks. his whole lifetime. Oh, thanks, Billy. Thanks. I'm glad they threw us a bone, put some high state gear out there when we're having a good season. You can find high state gear all the time, uh, yeah. year round. Yeah. So he was. He was really proud of himself. So we're we're, we're proud. We're proud of we're proud of you too, Billy. Good job. They've been winning. Good my job, whole, buddy. For just my whole yeah. life. Nah, your mom. Your mom probably threw you out of the basement because uh, she's embarrassed at your existence. All right, I want to talk about something. Every, the whole nation. Well, everyone who stayed up to watch the debacle. Bill Belichick. Oh, I. I'm sorry. I love Bill Belichick. Why wouldn't you? Right, so late in the game, the game's in hand. I should write down the score. Uh, but well, I, the Jets had zero. <laughs> the score didn't matter. Jets had zero. Does that help? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the Patriots actually had to punt. I think it was fourth and two at the time. And so, Belichick's sitting there, and he's letting the clock run down. There's like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, he uh, intentionally takes the delay of game. 
to give him more distance to punt. So they back him up five. Which is common. Yeah. Well, so you yeah you think that's what he's up to, right? Yeah. You think of, see, they, but well, that was the thought. But the camera goes on him, and he's got this weird grin. Like, is he is he having uh, ulcer pain, or is he, he's got gas, or is he smiling? What's going? on? So they sit there, and he's the clock run down, and then like with two seconds left, because the the actual play clock's running down too. I mean, the actual game clock's running down. Uh, two seconds left. Uh, a New England Patriot, pur- Patriot purposely jumps off side, starts moving. Yeah. So they throw the flag, and the, 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 the whole team's laughing. Like he's going because what happened was actually what happened was uh, the Jets declined the five-yard penalty penalty at fourth and two, and so Belichick is going to sit there and cost penalties. Yeah. Until fuck. By the way, the guys, the ref's name was Sean Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Is that Ed Hockley's son? I think it's Hockley's boy. Yeah. Remember the real muscled up referee? Yeah. And his name was Ed Hockley's. So there was a kid, guy named Sean Hockley's calling the game last night. He went over and had a conversation with Belichick. Belichick, here's a game he's got in hand. Yeah, it was awesome. And still playing the game. Yeah, it was awesome. It was was some of the the most fun I've – it was like he was playing Madden against these kids. Like he was just fucking with him. Like it was great. And the Jets coach was – the opposite too, which helped. He was pretty torqued. You know, his team just got throttled. His you quarterback got throttled. His quarterback can't play. Yeah, and Belichick's fucking with him. So that was that was a. That, you're right. That is the whole country. That was the takeaway from that game. Here's the thing: Belichick could have done it again if he really wanted to. Oh yeah, no, the actual ref did actually warn him about it. Yeah, he actually did. I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought you could do that all day. That, but there actually was a warning. So. I was surprised at that too. Like you can't just do that all day. I well, he could do it a third time and take the penalty. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know. It was really weird. Like, what do they do for a penalty? Like, fifteen yeah. enforcement line. But that's what he wanted. Was the yard? He's like, it was a weird thing. He rolled his eyes. I think the ref probably said, "Dude, we we gotta get out of here." Like it's late. I think that it's was, late. I yeah. think that. Was I think he was like, "Bill, it's late." Like, thanks, man. All right, I want to thank Perry from Little Texas and Linda G from Race Circle Zanesville. For the emails and Stush, oh yeah, who loves it when wagons tip over? Oh yeah, who doesn't? He's a big fan of the Dahmer party. <laughs> oh yeah, well he's a bit of a historian. Yeah. All right, it's time for the coaches clinic, and this week Bud is going to talk to us about tight ends. Oh yeah, tight ends is a position I I refer to as the Leatherman. A Leatherman was a multi-tool I used when I was in the service, and it, I used it for almost every single day, either from rigging equipment or fixing something that's broke. And as he talks to this clinic, you're going to realize how versatile and important the tight ends are, and they have been throughout the evolution of football. You ready? Yes. Thanks, Coach. Uh, I feel like i got big shoes to fill. So Max and I discuss the evolution of football a lot. That's kind of our premise. And this position has went from dinosaur to turkey in a short amount of time. These guys are maybe the most versatile group on the offense and definitely the most utilized. The modern tight end is critical in determining opposing defense attacks on your offense. On any play, a tight end can line up at receiver. They can put their hand in the ground beside the tackle, and they can even line up at running back in the backfield. Then, for many of those... They can run a pass route, they can run block, they can pass block, and they might even run the ball, depending on the matchups. And the tight ends are all about the matchups. Most tight end coaches 
actually have their guys cross-train with the offensive line, the running backs, and the receivers in any given week of practice because there's different blocking schemes for each position that they have to know. As far as technique discussion goes, a lot is going to overlap with the other positions we break down. So I'm going to talk a little about one unique to the tight ends. The block and release is something every tight end at every level should master. So in this scenario, we've got our tight end lined up in line, which is right next to the, to the tackle, which is kind of your traditional you know, lineup for a tight end that most people know. So you've got him lined up next to the tackle. On the snap of the ball, they're going to explode with their hands into the chest of the defender in front of them for a two count. It's important here that we use good hands so they can make the release later. So they explode with their hands into the defender, which is typically going to be an outside linebacker. could be a safety. So, so then so they make their two count. Now the player, the player has to get his, hand, his inside hand across his body in front of that defender and make his release. Now remember, it's a two count, so he's already used two seconds of the play up. A long football play, might you might be lucky if it goes four seconds. So half the play is gone already. So you have to... Good hands. You got. You got to get out of there. So you're saying, like, unlike a, a tackle guard or center who wants in tight, close hold and control of defensive lineman, that the tight end's actually he wants arm extension like a defensive lineman or a linebacker. Exactly. It's it's more like what you talked about with defensive lineman. Yeah. You you've got you've got to get your hands out, and you, of course, you like you say, you got to have your vision because this tight end, like, it can escalate. He could be reading a linebacker behind the. The defensive end that he's blocking or whatever, but you're exactly right. It's it's much more like the defensive end would do in a situation. And he's because, probably got a roll route on top of that in case it's man or zone. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the important thing is he he has to leave himself space, you know, to release to to release because a half second, you know, a second it could could ruin the play. And so with another thing that's crucial about this, he has to sell that block. So. He doesn't have to just like go through the motions. If he leans towards his route out of the block, or if he half-asses the punch, automatically the defender knows that he's releasing. So he's either going to go with him, or he's going to go in and murder his quarterback, or he's going to tackle the running back that's behind him, you know, in a, in a run-pass option. He's got to sell the block. He has to sell the block. It's crucial. So, so, so this guy on one play has to snap. He has to, you know. Punch the defender in front of him, but sell it like it's you know the last block he's ever going to make. But then he's got you know a two count. Then he's got to release out into the pass pattern, read and be and read be, the coverage, and read the coverage, and be open for his quarterback. Because typically a tight end is going to be more of an outlet. You know from this position, tight end is going to be more of an outlet or find the open space or. And plus, he runs a lot of digs, which is across the middle. Oh yeah, where he gets blasted oh, constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. Then that that's that's just like one technique. Like you're going to talk about the offensive tackles, you know, later in the year. We're going to go through the blocking, you know, the way you block. We've already talked about wide receiver routes and stuff, so I didn't want to double up on everything. But that's just one specific thing that that maybe only a tight end would do. So, uh, so you know, we've talked about all that. So, a few of the teams that I've uh, really been enjoying watching this year, how they use their tight end. Or the uh, like Arizona, I know everybody knows the 49ers and the Rams. Now, Arizona and the Rams, I like that because they're uh, they're using the you know kind of an air raid pass technique, which really utilizes every facet of a tight end's game. And the 49ers, you know, they, they're 
they're amazing what they do with theirs. I've so seen like, the 49ers with, with the tight end actually lined up off the line of scrimmage. So he's one of the four in the backfield. Run a jet sweep. With the tight end, and it went for eleven yards. We we may uh we may talk about that. We yeah. may talk about that. So uh, we hear the announcers talk eleven personnel all the time. It's kind of a kind of a thing, you know, a hip thing to say now. But most of you know the terminology. But basically, the personnel number is a way to describe the offensive personnel on the field. It's simply eleven just means one running back, one tight end. If it was one running back, two tight ends, it'd be twelve personnel. It's that simple. The reason 11 personnel is so popular is because of the level of athlete the tight end has become. The tight end is on the field, but the offense is really giving the defense a 10 picture, which means they're showing four wide receivers. So the defense has to make a choice. Are they going to leave the defensive back in or are they going to leave the linebacker in? That, that's It's generalizing it, but that's basically it. So the offense lines up and our leatherman can go to the outside receiver, the slot receiver. They can go in line or they can go in the backfield. And that's just a first look. So the goal is a mismatch. If a defensive back covers our tight end in the slot, then we have a size advantage. If he drags a linebacker out of the box, then we've got a skill advantage in the passing game, and we've got one less tackler in the box in the running game. So we're creating mismatches across the board is all we're trying to do here. If they come out in inline formation next to the tackle, then we have the opposite read. If a defensive back has to play the edge, then we've got a huge physical advantage in the run game. If they keep their linebacker in, then we may try to lose him in the pass route, motion, motion him out to slot and take and then take him and bring him out of the box that way, or j just straight up blocking. This is specifically the reason tight ends are so helpful to young quarterbacks. An extra blocker gives them one less thing to worry about and, uh, and can give them an easy completion, you know, and that helps them settle down. That's a very general description, but uh, let's talk about uh, some of the guys that we actually see every week. And some well, of the I want to bring something up. Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. You just said about how quarterbacks end up relying on that tight end as a relief route. Yes. Look how, how good friends Jason Witten and Romo were. Yep. Great example. Perfect example. Because he can always dump it off. Perfect time. example. Yeah. Yep, this that's a great example. And another thing they do recently, they like to call it the wham block. So if your announcers talk about a wham block, usually that it could be a regular wide receiver or a tight end. He's not lined up on the line of scrimmage. He's one yard back, so he's cleared one of the off ball, off ball four four. And instead of going out for a pass or attacking the defender right over top of him to block, he'll cut behind the offensive line and pick up an unblocked linemen, defensive linemen shooting into the backfield. And I, honestly, sometimes it's a complete disaster. Yeah. Like Jordy Nelson couldn't block a, a breeze, right? But when you see that tight end back up, you know, a yard off the ball, you don't know if he's going to block at the line of scrimmage, perform that wham block down the line of scrimmage, or go out for a pass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or pull into a gap. To lead block for the running back, so it's make the and the more decisions you can make the defense make, the, it's if, if it slows them down at all, it helps. Would you, would you agree? Oh, anything you do, make them think as much as you can. Give them the matchup, 
tie up a, tie up someone just watching what you do. Yes, make them think as much as you can. So uh, a few of the teams I've really enjoyed watching uh, lately implement these formations: the 49ers, the Rams, and Arizona. Now the 49ers do it in in their style, but what they do with the tight end is amazing. Uh, the Rams in Arizona are more of a uh, air raid offenses with some young to inexperienced quarterbacks, but they but the, there were some great formations. So they uh, more specifically like so Arizona is a great example. So I'm watching the other day and I, I pick one play that I'm like, oh, that that defines it all. So they come out in your 11 personnel, we talked about that. So they go to trips right. So you got three wide receivers to the right. But they take their tight end and put him as the farthest outside guy, right? So, which is, and their tight end is not one of these, like, you know, he's more of a, a standard tight end. He's a little, little bigger, you know. So they, they take him all the way out there. So then they motion him back towards the ball down the line of scrimmage. At the snap of the ball, he, tur- he turns the poor defensive, defensive end, who's probably a pass rusher, probably – might, it might not even outweigh him, turns him into a chalk outline. Then all he leaves behind him is Larry Fitzgerald uh, lead blocking um, for David Johnson. It's a complete mismatch, you know, on the corner. They pick up like an easy 12 or 13 yards. Because, yeah. It's just total mismatch. And, you know, it was, it, it was just really enjoyed that play. Like, those really jump out at you. So, you know, that was the Arizona side of it. But I, I tried to watch all these teams. So the Rams, they run a high percentage of uh, 11 personnel. They're actually the uh, kind of the blueprint that teams are using this year. I've heard several coaches on things I've read and things I've watched. Like everybody's trying to figure out what the Rams did. But it's essentially 11 personnel and then what do you do with it? Now, once again, it's a great way to protect your quarterback. And in the Rams case, I think a lot of it's to cover golf's weaknesses. We've talked about it. Like he's, yep. he's not Aaron Rodgers, So I think some of this offense is like, well, this is what we can do. Like if McVay ever gets an Aaron Rodgers, like he may be on to something, but I'm not, I'm not here to bang on golf. And I'm just, that's just was my opinion on that. You can pull the defense. Yes. To one side to get the matchups you want on the other it's, side. Yeah. Or it's down all- or downfield or in the drag or, and and it's the common belief right now is like there's certain positions that are set on the field. So you got, you know, basically like a lot of coaches are like, you got your two outside receivers, you got five offensive linemen, well, you got a quarterback. What do you do between the, the split ends and the tackle is like one of the chess matches going on right now. Like like we've talked about how do you get the how do you get the linebacker off the field? How do you get this like how do you get the matchup in the tight end this Tight end, you know these. Well, you, you got you got five guys who can't go out for a pass, and you got five guys who can. Yeah. And the tight end, you just don't know. That exactly. You just don't know what he's what he's meant to do. Exactly. So it's it's fun to watch. So uh, so I was watching the Rams, you know, some of the film the other day. So ju- <laughs> the the Rams made it easy for me this week. So on one drive against the Falcons, Gerald Everett, their tight end, he's a pretty talented guy. So he had a seal block. You know, from uh, you know the inline position that led to like a it was like a 15 yard run in the first down. Then in the same drive, he catches a 20 yard pass in the seam out of a mismatch on a defensive back to lead him down there. And then when they get in the red zone, he lines up on the left side, goes in motion, and catches an eight yard touchdown. This is one tight end on one drive of one game. Right. So it made my job easy, but I'm like, you know, 
th this is what these guys can do nuts. I mean, it's, it's what you described them. I mean, it was great. So let's, let's talk about some of the tight ends. Like, yeah. you know, this is So without a doubt, the most active tight end in the league now is George Kittle for the 49ers. I yeah. know you love this guy. I know you I don't love, love this him. offense. I love the offense. I don't love him. Well, you he you, can block. You appreciate. I appreciate. I think you appreciate this offense and how they use. He can block. <laughs> he can run, and he can catch. Yes. Other than that, uh, he's not very good at kicking extra points. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? He does have balls. So so this guy, he's not just the straw that stirs a drink. Like, this guy's the bourbon, the ice, and the fucking cherry. Yeah. Like, when I watch him, like, he 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 runs this offense. So, he's got to have one of the best jobs in football, you know, as a player. So, I was, you know, I watch, I try to pick out these plays. So, in one series versus, you know, L.A., he got to pull behind the guard and, and kick out a linebacker, you know, and have a guy, like, who doesn't want, like, you know, he's he's the same size as the linebacker. And he gets a five-yard head of steam and gets to kick out. The next play, he lines up in the slot and runs a dig route for 15 yards. Like this is the same guy two plays in a row. That's it's unheard of. So just it was it was just so much fun watching these guys. So so this Kittle, Kittle is 6'4, 247, runs a 4-5. Right? To put that in perspective, Vaughn Miller, one of the best defensive ends in the game, or outside linebackers, yeah. rush, rush linebackers, whatever you call them, is 6'4, 240. Now would typically be a guy that Kittle would line up across and yeah. block. It, he he's got him by he's got him by ten pounds. So obviously another tight end right now that's just kicking it is Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. You know he's got a great quarterback. You know he's he's not much of a run blocker. No he's no he's not near as much of a blocker. Yeah. You're correct, correct. Well that's that's crazy. So he's a mismatch he's a mismatch he's a, guy in the passing game. Yes. Yeah, so well and a lot of these guys like what's crazy is the the number of receptions they're getting. They're getting almost 50% of their receptions out of the slot position. Just straight yeah. up wide receiver position. So that's crazy. So <laughs> so we're no longer categorizing tight ends as a receiver who lines up right beside the tackle. No, it, yeah. We're talking about um, what do you call it? physical condition, uh, body size. Uh, I don't. I mean, uh, they, they. A lot of them. Your a lot of your football coaches right now actually aren't even. They they have to have a position, and a lot of the that is because the NFL is a union and they need positions. This is true. Yeah, you, that's true. You go back and look at Jimmy Graham, like trying to. Well, at one point, everyone on the offensive line was paid the same amount. Right. So, yeah. like Jimmy Graham tried to actually get that's a, right. a I mean, pay raise because he lined up outside so much. So, yeah. a lot of modern coaches, especially like when you get down to high school and stuff, they uh, they don't distinguish between fullback, tight end, wide receiver. This position, the H back, skill. It, it's more of a hybrid position. They really don't know what to do with. They're called the uh, skill. Cool. Yeah, cool. so we still call him tight, but that's what the NFL calls him. So that's that's what we're defining. So like like Kelsey, he's another one of these cyborgs. This dude's six five two sixty, six five two sixty. He runs a four six six. Put that in perspective. Nick Bosa, a good strong defensive lineman for the 49ers, is six four two sixty. Like it, it's it's crazy what these guys are. And these and these cats just aren't dink and dunk receivers anymore. Okay. So Kelsey averages 14 yards per catch, right? Kittle's around 11. Michael Thomas, who everybody can miss, one of the best wide receivers in the league, is only around 12. So it's you know they're not just catching like 
they're not catching dumps and in the flats anymore. These guys yeah. are full fledged downfield receivers, man. It's uh, it was an it was an absolute blast to research these guys this week. I had no idea how much I liked them and how much they did. Uh, you know, you, you see them play to play, and you hear when they call the name. Of course, nobody nobody's ever really been better at it than the Patriots have done the, what the last ten years. Yeah. What they did with Hernandez and Gronk. You know, it was all about matchups. Like they would, they would literally run. Like, how many plays have you seen the Patriots run until finally they got Gronk on a cornerback on a wide side of the field? Yeah, it's almost automatic touchdown. They literally won Super Bowls on it, constantly working, like stirring, uh, uh, stirring it up until they finally get the matchup they want. Yep, yep. And uh, and unfortunately for the teams they're playing against, uh. New England figured it out right when it got really close to the red zone. Yeah. So he was catching them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, think of how many pass blocks and run blocks, you know, Gronk, you know, did because like, nope, matchup's not there. Bring him back in. You know what I mean? Line him up. And then until that one play. But once you get that matchup and, you know, it's it's accelerated now because, you know, these all these teams are doing it. But it's uh, – it's amazing to watch what they're doing with these guys. Now, now I looked into the college game. It's not that they're not running the same formation. It's not that they're not using them. But in college, they just don't throw to the guys as much because in college, like, and, unless you're talking, you know. You have, bigger, unless, you have a lot more chance for a mismatch at your your wide receivers down the exactly, field. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't have to tell you. You have a sophomore corner on you, you know. Uh, yeah, a third-year guy. There's no why, why waste 15 yards when you can get 60. That, yeah. That's essentially it. so. These tight ends when they're coming out of college, like I think Kelsey, when I looked at it, his total receptions in college was like 46, and he gets 80 some a year. Like you know, it's well, just a different game. But we see LSU versus Bama in two weeks. You'll see tight ends getting hit. That's what I mean. Once once you start getting, once it gets getting tight. That level, but it's just so rare in college. Yeah. They're, they're doing the same stuff, but it's it's just harder to to pick the guys out. So I could have done this. I could have researched these monsters for two weeks. I had a blast. I want to thank Max for letting me kind of, let me kind of steer the ship for a minute. I know he's got, I know he's got plenty of comments. He's going to make me sound like an idiot, but no, I, I really, that was really good. That no, really I, re- good. I really had a good time. And I, I honestly have a kind of a higher appreciation for what these guys are doing. They've, they've well, on the have, offensive side, they've become my favorite player. And that's huge for me. We, we've talked about what the linebackers do. Well, what the mic does. Now we talk about tight ends do. So as we talk more, we'll later get into a four two five because we're seeing more of that in college and pro. And so now if you start matching up what we talked about today with the tight ends and what the defense is trying to do, if you start putting our coaching clinics together, you realize, okay, there's the matchup. Yeah. Someone won this particular play on just personnel battle. Let's see if they can pull it off. Yep. It's it's a battle every play. Like yeah. uh, uh we're taking you know, we won't we won't I doubt we have a coaches clinic next week because of the uh uh but Max mid season NFL extravaganza. Yeah. Uh we may take we may take there might a, be a lot of quarterback NFL quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. yeah. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a clinic, but so uh but yeah like later this year like we're gonna uh we're gonna get into the uh Joker uh origin story. Oh, so that's I, there's uh, so much shit. I can't wait. Yeah. It's I don't know why we act like we're running out of things to talk about. No, this. we'll never well I mean as long as we've known each other we haven't <laughs> things to talk about yet. That's uh, true. So uh, did did I cover most? Like, what do you think, man? I think you did a great job. All right, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I did the tight ends justice. All right, thanks a lot, guys.
All right, it's time for victory formation. But before we start, I'd like to thank Silent No More. Yes. For their music. Great job, Once guys. Again, guys, we appreciate it, you know helping us out. So let's get right into the games. We're going to talk about college first. Thursday night is SMU versus Houston. Time to start paying attention to SMU. Uh, SMU, by the way, uh, Sonny Dykes has a clinic out there about the air raid. So not only do we want to see the air raid come to uh, full fruition, we also hate Houston because of the situation. Yes, we are anti-Houston. That's our stance. That's our stance. That's a strong stance. So we want to see a complete domination Thursday night. If you have nothing else to do. Good call, Max. Yeah. Good call, Max. Uh, Cheer on SMU. Um, Saturday noon, we got San Jose versus Army. I was in the Army. I'm – I'm all army all the time, so if you have nothing better to do, please cheer on my. Uh, no, 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 and and this is this is it's more than that. It's one of the rare teams like Army's. Army is a unique watch. They're great at what they do. Like triple option. And, and and but if you want to watch like how a team sticks to the game plan, no, matter, no matter what, it's no, it is. I, I it's discipline. Their defense is great too. I think that's what a lot of people like. Everybody knows the offense. Like we all know the service academies' offenses. You know, typically what they do because of you know physical limitations. But when I say limitations, I mean you can only be so big. <laughs> so, but their Army's defense is fantastic. A lot of the coaches around the country look at what Army does. Now they've got you know the recruited athletes to do a little bit different stuff with it. But do not sleep on San Jose Army. If you want to watch a well-coached, well-played football team. It's fucking Army. All right. But the big game that me and Bud will be watching at noon is Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Finally, a this real the, game. This is huge. Yeah. This is not only it's the it. biggest game. It is the biggest game uh, that we've played so far. It's the biggest game we'll play in our regular season. OSU is in the Clemson category. They can't lose. Cannot lose. Nope, can't lose. Not in the Big Ten. And that's fine. Their schedules says that, but that's just the truth. They can't lose. All right, let's talk about your ghost stories. And they won't lose. So, so we're getting close to Halloween here. It's a a little chilly. It's a little late when we film the show. So, I'm going to tell you guys a a ghost story that I heard this weekend. (laughs) So... I was fortunate slash unfortunate enough to be sitting in a uh, sports bar when uh, Wisconsin lost to Illinois. So it was the craziest thing. So, you know, I'm in the heart of Buckeye country. As soon as that field goal goes goes through for Illinois and Wisconsin loses, you would have thought the Ohio, that Ohio State lost that game. The fans got so freaked out. Because they swear that if Wisconsin lost that game, it somehow made them better going into the Ohio State game. Like it makes this so. So their argument is, "Oh man, they lost, so that'll make them better." But I said, "Has anybody ever flunked like three biology exams in a row because they're like, oh no, I'm gonna really fucking ace the net?" No, like losing is never a good thing. Wisconsin did not want to lose that game. Like if 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 that worked right, wouldn't every team lose the game before their big game? No, but it's it's silly. It's the most and and it's silly for a team that is, is, has nothing to do with that game to care that much. Like it's ridiculous. 
Like, I guarantee the high state players weren't like, oh, shit, Wisconsin lost. No. Like, it, it, it's insane. So Okay, I, okay. I call them ghost stories. Can I talk to the other side of that? You can try. Well, I think a lot of my listeners will agree with me that when you feel the pain of losing and you have to sit there and feel that all week, you are a pissed off, vengeful person. That if you had that feeling before that fourth quarter when you lost against Illinois, no way you would have lost. But now you had it, and there's nothing you can do about it for six days until you play that next team. So what I would say to that is that means that the Wisconsin players, if they would have won, would have went into the high State game. A little bit. To me, it's an insult to Wisconsin players to think that they would have went in less – the less ready to win a game. It's right, an insult. It's nothing better than me getting a fighter pissed off before he goes in the ring. Nothing better than that. That's different. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. Being pissed off, it, it, angry, no. vengeful at the world. Well, hey, I would like emails and I would like some feedback yes. on that. Yeah, I, I would too because I think it's fucking ridiculous. What do you, what do you so somehow Ohio State, somehow Ohio State is at a disadvantage. I didn't say Ohio State's at a disadvantage. I, all I said was Wisconsin is going to come in pissed off in the I, world. I'm sure Their they are. The only way oh, okay, back okay. into the conversation. You know what? I guess we're saying the same thing. All I'm saying is I don't think that has any effect on the game. Oh, I think it will. Oh, I don't think so. I still think Ohio State. I think it might have had an effect on like Wisconsin's like. You know, like significant others that night, or their moms might have got yelled at when they shouldn't have, or they probably smashed a locker. But as far as the Buckeyes, like, no, I, I, I don't. It's, it's just, it's, it's voodoo. It's the same thing as saying Wisconsin was looking ahead. So Wisconsin was up in the fourth quarter, no, with they, less yeah. than three minutes left. They, they couldn't, they couldn't gather their shit together. Like, oh wait, we're playing Ohio State next week. Oh shit, where's the ball? And fuck that. Ghost stories. No, that's not what they're saying. Ghost stories. You you put theirs. You drew, no, they're two different ghost you, stories. You drew their dots. It's the same ghost story. No, stories. you drew their dots together like that little kid's diamond. I do not believe. One to two, three to four, five to six. I do not believe a loss makes you better. It don't make you better, but it makes you more vengeful for the next week. Yeah, but I don't think that has any effect. Yeah, they're more vengeful. What does that have to do with on the football field? We, we talk about X's and O's all the time. Execution. We talk about reads. There's no way a quarterback can be pissed off I don't know how and I... read the strong safety better. A strong safety is different. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot Wisconsin don't read anything. A linebacker, I mean, a quarterback is different than the, all the other people in the field. He has to be a sociopath who don't feel pain, has no emotion. Everyone else can be a, an emotional mess looking for. Yeah, an emotional mess. Now, that's a good way to put it. Looking for vengeance. They they can look for it all they want. The X's and O's don't lie. <sighs> like it doesn't make it doesn't make high state's offensive line different. It doesn't make your plan of attack different. Doesn't it doesn't do anything except it makes you you know what? It's the same thing as a guy at the gym that screams when he's wrong. Screams when he's lifting weights. I was screams when he's lifting weights. It makes no difference. Oh my god! Makes no difference. It just makes him loud. Do you see a guy at the gym who screams and lifts weights? Yeah, it does, makes no difference. To what? I mean, it, he don't lift anymore. How do you know? It's just louder. How do you know? No, it's proven fact. Did you make him? Did you make him? Yeah, like, I, did I, you I, gag I'm him? Did you put the bang it gag doesn't. on him? It doesn't. All right, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on. Next, this game is gonna be. This is gonna be a hot topic. That's a hot. You topic. think? Okay. 
And right from that, I don't know what your emotional state would be after that game, but Drunk. at 3.30, Auburn versus LSU. Nice. Nice So game. Auburn right now is nine, LSU's two. Auburn, like, they had an early season loss, but they're still that guy who's like, they're they're still a tough competitor. Yeah, they're good. There should be a good game. Oh, yeah, that'd be, be solid. But my gut reaction is that LSU. Yeah. I might be wrong. I think LSU is at a level to where I think after this game, it'll be recognized. I, I think people are kind of leaning that way. They're not, okay, let's put it this way. I sound like fucking Herb Street. LSU is number two in the country. I get it. Uh, but I think they might they might be on that that next level to where Clemson and Alabama were like last year. Like every part of this team looks good. Yeah. And then when you take that talent and then you got a quarterback that's actually taking advantage of it, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU just mops the floor with Auburn. Well, yeah. I would be shocked if somehow Auburn pulls out a defeat. I would too. And all, all the I think realistically all it's going to do is that it's going to add to the LSU resume. And I think they'll win, and this is just prove that LSU is the number one I team. I think LSU is number one team. So, yeah. in your opinion, do you think LSU should lose this game so that they're better going forward or not? I, I, you just don't get it. You just don't want to get it. You don't want to open your eyes to it. You don't, <laughs> okay, so you had a – like, you refuse to get it. Like, you've never been mad about losing a race or losing a competition, and then the next week you, like, you come out fired up. Well, maybe not – yeah, maybe not the next week. Maybe off season. Maybe it helps in the off season. I'll give you that. No, it helps the next day. You know what? We'll you see. Lick your wounds we'll see. Back. It doesn't mean they'll win. Gonna, you don't think they're going to be mad? Well, I think they are mad. I don't doubt they're, that they're mad. I they're doubt only that it helps. their only path back. People act like it's a, people act like it's a it's a performance enhancer. I, they, like oh, they're in good shape now. Their national title hopes are over. What's well, that's that's fun. That's not the same thing. That's what people said. I was there. I'm just saying. I was just saying. People were a little freaked out about it. I thought they were a little freaked out as soon as the ball went through the goal. And you know what? I apologize. Let's move on. I think we'll talk about you. You do realize that. Like you do realize that. Like every single other person realizes. I don't know what it is. Every other person realizes that West Coast will come up pissed off next week. No, I don't doubt they're pissed off. And And I I don't think anybody. I don't think it matters on the field. All right. I think they'll do a lot of jumping around and a lot of screaming. Maybe some, maybe some of that face I, paint. You know what? Maybe hope, some face paint. I hope you're right. You know what I'd be fucking right. mad about is my coach wouldn't change his offensive game plan for right. two seconds against one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Right. I, I, now that you're right about that. They might be pissed at your coach. And I hope you're right. It just ends up being much of jumping around. And I hope High State wins. Yeah, there's no hope. Anyway. All right. So next. <laughs> sorry. Also, we got. Texas and versus TCU, that's kind of a rivalry game there. That and Texas has fallen to what, like fifteen? Uh, yeah, they're. I think they're like fifteen right now. Um, I think they should beat TCU, but it might be a close game. Well, here's something surprising about this game. We don't we don't talk we don't talk point spread a lot. It's one. Like TCU's had a average year. I thought Texas is pretty good. One, one point. What a, like is Ellinger out? Like. Is he pregnant? I didn't, see that. I didn't see anything. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, every now and then, like, I, I look at that. And you like, know what? That's a game. I'm going to circle that because we have to come back and figure out why it was won. Yes. And what was it ended up being the final score of that All game. All right. Circle them. Because uh, I, I think I like Texas. No, I, mean, I they're no. They're not a top five team, but. No. But they're, they're, they're fun. I like the way they play. They've had a tough schedule. You know what? They're a top five team if they're in the Big Ten. If Texas had, oh, yeah. if Texas had Penn State schedule, would they be. 
Would they still be undefeated? They would have lost to Oklahoma, and they would have lost to No, if they had LSU. Penn State schedule. Oh, yeah, okay, the other way around. Yeah. Uh, they, oh, they Texas did. versus Michigan would have been a good game. And I still think Texas would have won. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes same. schedule determines everything. Like, yeah. Texas had a tough schedule. Like, yeah. It is what it is sometimes. So, then at 7 o'clock, we got Alabama versus Arkansas. Not too worried about this, even if Tua doesn't play. Tua's got a high ankle sprain. I think Alabama could run the Wildcat all single day and still beat See, Arkansas. I think I'm a little more concerned because they didn't jump all over Tennessee last week. Like, they had one of the best defensive plays of the year. A guy takes a fumble from the middle of the end zone, runs it back 100 yards for a touchdown. I mean, that means Tennessee was on the goal line, could have went in. Obviously, Tennessee couldn't have beat them. But I don't I don't think this Tua injury is nothing. Because in, in college sports, you just don't have to say anything about your injuries. This guy, if he had a broken leg, they could say he had a sprained ankle. Like, you don't have to disclose injuries in college sports. So, whatever they say means nothing. My – my gut reaction, I think this two a thing is. Well, I'm I, more concerned with with LSU being so close. Here, I think that if okay, so Alabama this week plays Arkansas, then they have a bye week, and then they play LSU. Yeah, and how I, many days is that from right now? That's that's uh, less. It's only it's only like twelve days. No, it's more than that. Because they had a bye week. Oh week. yeah, they got a bye week. Yeah. yeah, so it's like sixteen days away. What I'm saying is. I, I think that LSU wins that game, and it doesn't matter if two is happening. Oh, Ooh, I'm going to say that because we're going to talk so much. I about can't that believe game. I let that slip out. I have had. I know. Years. I've been holding it. I can't believe I'm going to edit it out. Here, I don't want. Out. I don't want Alabama to have. The, well, two is hurt. I think LSU wins that game no matter what. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, it. I think that that, that injury does matter. I don't think it's meaningless. You're just you already don't excuse game for him. No, that's not an excuse for at all. It's old real. Nicky, old it's Nicky, real. Old Nicky Saban. It's real. Uh okay, also at seven o'clock, Notre Dame versus Michigan. Notre Dame's right now eight. Michigan's I think nineteen. Um it, it should be a fun game. I don't know what's going Alabama will blow out Arkansas. So if you want to see a close game, I think Notre Dame Michigan will be the closest game going on at seven o'clock. Um it might age be entertaining, just a win-win because we have no dog in a fight, right? So every, every when they when they played this game yearly, I always struggled every year. Most of the time, like because I I dislike both programs, so I was always like, well, who gets hurt the worst when they like when Charlie Weiss was there? It's really hard to root for Notre Dame, um, but it's always hard to root for Michigan. Well, actually, it's not. I should say it's always hard to root for them not to lose. So, but. The second half of that game Saturday night against Penn State, I think we finally saw the real Michigan team. Now they they weren't great, but they I think they settled in, and that was the team that they should have been there all year. They're, they're a little better than they play, but they're not as good as they thought they'd be. So on record right now, Michigan's going to beat Notre Dame on record. You know what? I'm on record. I don't know if I can argue with that because I now see there's a team that I think zero coverage. Works against because um, Notre Dame hasn't. I'm not saying they can't, but they haven't. If they keep throwing that number ten, yeah, your boy, yeah, your boy, twenty five, my boy, your boy. Actually, uh, he raced me here. He'll be here in like fifteen, twenty minutes. Uh, All right, uh, at ten o'clock, we got Cal versus Utah. Not that I don't think that's going to be a great matchup, but you get to see a little bit more of that Utah team. Yeah, uh, Cal's got a. Cal's got a good defense. They're still they're still a backup quarterback. They they can't win these games. 
But that that is a good uh I could totally see Cal winning winning this game. I'm just not calling it. Uh but that that's a that's a nice little test for Utah. That's another one of those Pac twelve games. Like we know where we're at with Pac twelve. But they're all the same. I'm game. starting to really just enjoy just to watch it. No, no, I have, I have no problem with it, but I'm not they're not affecting my my national title race right now. And also, Tim, we got Washington State versus Oregon. Nice. So you, I think that will be a, a tight game, but yet uh, I think Oregon's going to win that, and you get to see a little bit more of what Oregon does. Good. I, what I want to see is Oregon trash them. I'm not a Mike Leach fan, but I also wouldn't want to play Mike Leach, you know, in the middle of the season. Yeah, he just figures shit out. Actually, he's, he he he's a great player. offensive coach. I just I, I don't. He's just yeah. not my my cup of tea. So. All right, so we'll move right into pro. On Thursday night this week, we've got Redskins versus Vikings. That's on. Yeah, that, that, that's on this week. Yeah, so that will be the week. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets his ankle burn. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. No, most likely, Vikings just roll over the Redskins yeah. and waste your Thursday night. Sunday, we wrote, uh, we wrote down Chargers versus Bears. We think there's a chance that somehow – Phil Rivers beats the Bears. Well, and the Bears, we talked about it. Bears have 21 of the 22 players they need to go to the Super Bowl. So these games are huge. Yeah. I'm just, they're, they're they don't want to, they're going to look back at the season and be like, well, balls. Yeah. I, I, so, uh, yeah actually, I'm, it's an important game for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. More than it is Chargers. Oh, they, yeah, Chargers. Chargers are dead. Phillip don't care. Okay, I think the Giants versus Lions could be a very competitive game. I don't. Oh, competitive. I'm sorry. That's That was a nice word for you to, to say. For it could game. be. I no, think no. it's going to be a close oh, game. I don't know. I think they it, might, uh, it could be 3 nothing. I mean. What are you trying to say about who? Nothing. I, they're, they're both fine. They're both, they're awesome. both about equal. They're both awesome. What were you trying to say? No, I just – I'm done with the teams and that, that don't affect my playoff race. I just don't have time for them. Who's your playoff race? No, I'm saying they're not in it. Detroit's done after losing last week. Okay. I, I enjoy watching Detroit play. I just – and the Giants – the Giants are meaningless. I don't know. I just – so you're already – I mean, it's we're not even halfway through the NFL season. You've already like – Oh, yeah. You know yeah. – I'm done with – Yep. Oh yeah, next week we're gonna talk about 2018. Next, next week, yeah, next it's getting close. Hey, that's not my fault; it's theirs. But I'll be watching. Well, actually, some of these divisions are really tight. Yeah, but yeah. that's not neither one of those are one of them. All right, all right. <laughs> they're dead. All right, then uh, Bengals versus Rams because I think this is the one game somehow that the Rams will fuck up and the Bengals will win. What? I just think like no, it's a chance. I'm not calling. It's a chance. no. You either call it or you don't. I'm not calling it. Then you don't think the Lions. I'm like I'm watching like first four minutes. I'm like ah, never mind. Yeah, ignore that. Uh, and then also we have Eagles versus Bears. That's not you can't. Eagles can't play. The San Diego and the Bears can't play, and the Eagles and the Bears play. I mean, and the Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Yeah, same team. <laughs> same team. No, actually, the Bills are in good shape right now. Uh, Philadelphia needs a win, but they don't matter you. No, they do. They're the in the playoff team. race. Oh, yeah, they're fifth in the playoff race right now. Who is? The Buffalo. They're but, a pretty good team. Philadelphia needs a win. Yes, they do. They and, really need a win. Yeah. So, it depends on what Eagles shows up, whether it's going to be a good game or not. I know, right? They're very skip- – I mean, seriously, yeah. they're all That's over the two- map this year. You like DC Comics as Two-Face. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. 
that's me, my day. Me, my fucking day. I, I was also, you know, I'm like, I might just, I might give a name. Fucking, that's a DC comic. I'm gonna game. do, I'm gonna do a fucking comic name for all these teams. You've just inspired me. All right, what's the Bucks versus Titans? Because that's another two face. Depending on which uh, Jameis Winston shows up, it's all the same. Jameis, he's got, I'm a, I'm a he's got throw, five interceptions. And you know, I, I mean, that game is meaningless. Well, it's on. It's a it's on. game. Oh, yeah, it might be all right I'd to like watch. i like to see where team – hey, we'd like to see this guy replace Mariota, how he does. If he's still – You mean Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to suck. He's going to suck. I actually, you know what? That's not fair. I like Ryan Tannehill. Well, if he manages I, – I didn't want the Dolphins to get rid of Tannehill. I, I like Tannehill. And I like how the Titans play defense. I just – I actually – but be Mike honest Vrabel, with it, I will probably watch a lot of this game. I, I, that's that's not true. I like the way. Well, also, I kind of like watching the, the car crash of like Winston just throws yeah. four interceptions. Yeah, what's he gonna do first? Four interceptions or four touchdowns? He might do it in the same game. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it is kind of like it, it, you, you, it is entertainment. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. All these are. I mean, I'll watch them all. Like I, I, I say, I won't watch them. I watch them all. Your Cardinals versus Saints. Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You think the Cardinals have a chance to beat the Saints? Um, no, but uh, it is a one o'clock game, so uh, you know Kyler will. You know he won't have to stay up late. He he, he gets a little groggy when he gets a little late. He gets a little angry. Um, I think a juice box and maybe a gogurt and uh, Kyler can make this a game. He could, and it also because of his size, it might yeah. be the last football game he ever plays. <laughs> Because he could get ran I, over, I and we put in a very small coffin in the pet, in, <laughs> oh, in the pet cemetery. Man, pet cemetery, buried with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> pet cemetery. He comes back. Pet cemetery three. He slits Bill Belichick's <laughs> Achilles tendon. Oh my god. Okay, I love it. Four o'clock games. Carolina versus 49ers. Uh, I want you know what I'm on. Hey, you've got me on board. I will watch the 49ers play every game. There's, he doesn't. I tell you what, Shanahan. I, I thoroughly am enjoying what they're doing on defense, and I love Richard Sherman. I love, yeah. I love, uh, I love how the defense is playing. The offense has a plan. They're sticking to it. Yeah, I'm on board. I am on board with watching the Forty ers seeing how it ends up. You gotta love that offense because they run so much twenty-one personnel. <laughs> I, I love it. I love everything about it. Um. Then, uh, well, no, also I have – Well, and we'll talk about it more next week. The Carolina – Kyle Allen, it's a story. Yeah. But we'll glance over it right now because Cam's still <coughs> hurt. But um, I feel bad for Cam Newton. That's just like – I'm going to go ahead and give you a preview for next week. I see Cam Newton's done in Carolina. And honestly, physically, he might be done for the rest of his NFL time. And I'll give you a preview. I don't think Cam gives a shit. Oh, that's not. Good. And there's nothing wrong with it. We'll talk about it next week. I don't. I don't. Cam and Joe Flacco probably got a, a house together in the Cayman Islands. I don't get. To, I don't get to go. They don't give a fuck. They're just gonna chill. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't either. But Raiders and Texans. They both come off a loss. So um, I kind of think that AFC yeah, South division still kind of open. Whoever like the Colts. Whoever wins that game, it, it's it's. I mean, it's an important game. Like, this is one of those games where the, the team that wins is going to look way better than the team that loses, kind of like Dallas and Eagles last week, even though they're not separated by much. So, it, it'll be a 
you don't know how the game's going to go, but definitely, definitely entertainment when it's on, like in, as the second or third game in the sports bar you're in. Keep an eye on it. And Deshaun Watson, fuck. Let's sign up to watch him play. Without he's Mahomes a, right a, now. He's a nice guy. Without Mahomes right now, man. Um, also, Browns versus Patriots. I brought this up because I'm a Browns fan, and if Pats run that zero blitz packet and Baker and the offensive line can't handle it, you might see the absolute beginning of the end of Baker Mealfield and all the hype. It, and it, that's that's a good call. This this is a uh, it's one of those games that New England does this to a lot of guys. It's not fair to Baker. They ruin people. What what I'm saying is that they make a lot of guys look bad, and then they come back. You know what I mean? Like I don't think after the way we started this season. But what? I, but I it's going to take half a season to get. But I agree. This is a bad time for them to play New England. Well, yeah, and it, it's a real bad time. Um, we're already having a hard enough time as it is because I'm a Browns fan, and uh, if after what they saw. The Pats do to Sam Donald, and if they don't have a plan for that, agreed. Uh, the coach needs fired for season. No, no, that's a good point. I think it's really more not as much about Bayfield as like that. That's a well, great point. they're gonna ruin it. He's got, he's got, he's got six days to or five really, even four to implement. Like we can't let that happen. So if that does happen and they don't make any adjustments, I'm stabbing Freddie Kitchen. Yeah, in agreed, that. agreed. But but Baker Mayfield. He could be chasing ghosts the rest of his life because of this game. Sure. Because Sam Donald's career is over. <laughs> and be. basically, Baker's career could be over next week, yeah. too. I'm sure Sam Donald's going to play two or three more seasons in the NFL. But, he's, but you know what? We, was hey, we know the NFL. There's every chance the Browns had two weeks, have a game plan, and win this game. Give me a fucking yep. break. Buffalo, took, fuck. Buffalo took him to the mat. Like, I'm not talking about Buffalo. I'm talking about Freddie Kitchens and the team. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I, I, but I agree with you. Like, this is a great judgment. Even if they lose the game, if they don't have a game plan, they're not throwing quick passes. If they're not leaving, you know, like we talked about, if they're not using their tight ends more extra. Well, what you got is you got you do got um, it, I did. Uh, Odell and um, um, Landry who are really good at running the slant. So if they throw that zero packet and they and they do the uh, sight reads at the line of scrimmage. They should do a good job. Unfortunately, though, here's the problem. You know that, and I know that. I guess who else must know that? Patriots. Yeah, that's the tough part. So, like, we've already thought of it, so that's already been thought of. And, and so that's already gone. You're right. They're they're probably going to drop Jamie, Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins probably going to have four interceptions if that's the case. But I do. You're right, though. I do want to see how they attack the game. I think that's very important to the future of that team. I, I totally agree with that. Um, Packers versus Chiefs. I think this should be interesting. I don't, um, I really doubt that Rodgers has back to back record breaking weeks. And but they'll roll, yeah, they'll roll. Yeah, Matt Moore, I want to see Moore's not winning that like game. we're seeing what the Saints do without Drew Brees. I want to see what the Chiefs do without Mahomes, sure. But I, w- I would love to have a time machine and go back. And not dislocate Holmes' knee so he could play against Aaron Rodgers in that game because I've been waiting for it all year. But it is what it is. Plug and play. You got to. You got to. You got to move on. So I'll watch Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Yeah. DD. Uh, like Jeff uh, Bud just said, Mahomes is overrated. Next game, Monday night, Dolphins versus Steelers. This is. Ugly stepsister yeah. beauty pageant right here. As you said before, that's going to be a goddamn mess. Nobody cares. We're out. Oh, the only reason why you're watching this is because there's nothing else on. No, I'm not watching. Uh, 
I think there's I can DVR Dancing with the Stars or something. Yeah, I'll be watching the I'll be watching the all twenty two of any other game, game than that one. Yeah, I promise you, I will not be watching the game. Wait a minute, hey, is uh, Mason Rudolph back from concussion? Pretty Randolph cool. Maddox. Randolph um, Maddox. He, I think he's allowed to play, but without a face mask. The only way I want to play from now. Yeah. No, I I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure I'll know that night, but that that game's meaningless. It's not meaningless to Pittsburgh, but they're going to win. Like the yeah. the Dolphins may put a they may not even put 11 men on the field. Like they're not going like Dolphins have no intention to win that game. So, congratulations to Pittsburgh. Yeah, you can you can uh talk about how great uh, <laughs> yeah. James Conner is. Oh my god. When Dolphin players are just oh falling on the ground like they they got yeah. the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate James Conner. Oh, dude. I'll still watch it for some god awful reason. Oh, it'll be on, but I'm not gonna watch it. I gotta find something else to do. Alright. Well, that was this week's Tuesday aftermath. Yep. Once again, thanks to Silent No More SNM yep. band. Thanks to God. Thanks for uh, everybody who emailed us, everybody who uh um, yeah, comments thanks to on Facebook. Linda G from Race Circle. Perry, well, that sounds nice. That sounds like a nice place. Yeah, and Perry from Little Texas. And if you'd like Ooh. to buy a Bud Max Tuesday Aftermath podcast, go to cannibalmax.com. Yes. That's C-A-N-N-I-B-A-L-M-A-X, one word, uh, at um, dot com. We'll put a link on the show page for you. At the bottom of the page. Yeah. yeah. You can buy your uh, Tuesday Aftermath t-shirt. Yep. It all goes to charity. I mean, <laughs> if you call beer charity. Beer, beer charity. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Great show. Thanks a lot. Hit the showers. Hit the showers.